practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Not recording. Now I'm recording. Of course it was. It has to, I'm just going off my phone now. Uh. <laughs> instead of. Let me give myself a doot. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm recording. I want to hold my mic like Howard Cosell so I can work that into the, into the. Mitch and I close. were just talking how we, uh, I told him I, I got rid of the old mic stand. I'd like to hold it. I, so now I've we look like we're doing the old, the old Monday night football. Yeah. We yeah. need some yellow jackets. <laughs> we need, we need yellow CBS jackets. That is the effect right now. Yeah. Two sport casters right. presiding. Yeah. Have you, have you ever seen that before? Like I went down a worm, a big worm, a boxing wormhole, which led to a <laughs> Howard Cosell wormhole during this whole COVID thing. I watched about as much boxing as you could on YouTube, which led me to watch a lot of Howard Cosell like <laughs> stuff. And there's a clip of him because I didn't know how much of a drinker he was. Oh, sure. And there's there, there's a clip of him drunk doing Monday Night Football with that 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 the uh, that shit kicker, the the good old boy that was like, oh. "Yeah, is it gonna be a good game, Howard?" Like that, whoever that guy was. And Howard Cosell's like this. He's like, "Here we are. That's <laughs> this is my buddy right here." So it's so obviously you're little, wasted. You're a little too close, Howard. Thanks. A yeah. hundred million people are watching my Apple Boys. Like this is a good game. <laughs> the Jets. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Franklin Field, Philadelphia. Thirteen-nine Giants. Halftime score. Tough game. Don Meredith. Key points. Oh, I think a couple of fumbles, Howard. You got a fumbled uh, punt, and you also got a fumble down. In offensive territory, they've been the big plays for the Eagles and the Giants today. It's a close ball game. There's a lot of hitting out there, and it is cold here in Philadelphia, and I'm looking forward to the second half. We're going to see who's going to win. A lot of people thought that the giant transformation from inefficiency to total efficiency was unreal. Your comment. Well, I think the Giants are doing a fine job. They, they, they pulled everything together. They seem to have, again, I hate to use this, but the momentum that is necessary to be a winning ball club, and I know... Tarkington and Files are the guys that are doing it, I think. You're absolutely right. Back to Keith. I've been, uh, I went down the, a similar rabbit hole as far as handheld mics, and that was just wrestling. Not, nobody holds a mic like Mean Gene Okerlund. Oh, what does he do? He's just a stiff hander. Hands front... it out. Just stiff. Out. Oh, he's stiff. Very I think stiff. Crooked wrist. Most yeah. of the time, he's like covering his because it's got to be so hard to keep a straight face. He had to be the oh, straight yeah, man. Comes up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. These guys are just <laughs> beveling him with just meat chunks, trying to read off the script. Be doing classic Hunt style. If you don't know your lines, just be louder and louder. If something's right. not right. selling, just beat be him louder up. and louder. I'm gonna right. beat him up extra hard. <laughs> Tell your mama. Tell your grandmama. <laughs> Here we are in the Omni in Atlanta. I'm free making it too now. I, can't, I, I, I like it. I took it from you, Henning, because when we, you got you had your Zoom, you held the Zoom like a can of beer. And I was like, Henning sounds so good. And I got this thing in the way. You were just free bird. I can't do I it. I did. I'd, I, yeah, I'd, be, I'd be afraid of uh, static or something. Yeah. I did one, uh, well, a couple of uh, Zoom comedy shows, and uh, one one worked well. With, well I did it with a Sandy Champlain, so I just had the mic 
and yelling. So I, I, I bought a mic over during this break, and I had an uh, amp. So I just, I just really was really, really close. And it worked well. No one had any idea. There's one person that had any idea what I was doing, but like, who the fuck knows? Because you're so detached. Yeah. You don't know what you're what effect it is it's kind of depressing because people are doing it out of having something to do you know what i mean and you're like not not to mention this isn't Mm -hmm. some of this isn't was it like an open mic comedy show or was it no he had they had three people it was three people each did like 15 minutes and then the but they all just end up being interview shows yeah because there's like one weird person that goes no, I'm doing a set. And you're like, okay. And it'll just be a person like, so, um, uh, like they'll have the like we waste up in their living room. That reminds me. I mean. Yeah, that reminds me of um, like you, you got to read a room, whether it's a Zoom room. It reminds me of an open mic Casey and I were doing. You might have been there. And it was at Eastville. And the host um, she was having. Oh, oh. I hope she's well, but she's she was having a <laughs> um, knows. Oof, psychotic break. She she was um, she had a mental illness and she was off her medication, so she was really going off the rails. And well, you're at an open mic. You're a comedian. This situation's totally out of out of hand. You're not going to work your material. You're going to comment on the weird situation. Except for this guy. I had some hard Mel Gibson material. I was going to go up. I went up, did my material, bombed so bad that she roasted the shit out of me off of her lithium, totally out of her mind, and she cut me to shreds just for how shitty my set went. And then she was literally taken away uh, to Bellevue. They came in with the (laughs) the butterfly nets came in. And And she still had a better show than I did. <laughs> no, I love you. Got scorched. She was like, "You didn't even make fun of me, you <laughs> dickhead." <laughs> I'm a walking target here. I said, right. I said something like, "I was like, I don't think this is, uh, this isn't going well. Maybe it's because I need a drink." And I took a drink. And then when she got back up, she's like, "I guess he was an alcoholic." Oh. <laughs> 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 Well, speaking of alcoholics and comedy shows, should we introduce this one? Yeah. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Hans. I'm Mitch. Oh, yeah. That's weird if Mitch, Mitch just co- – and, and then I talk over Henning. So I, just because I'm close to him, so I forgot I'm in the room. Yeah. That's how the torch goes. I, I thought I went from like, yeah, it's a talking stick. Like I thought then, yeah. then, then that was my talking stick, and then you guys get the stick. Guest gets the second spot. I would, we could we could make that rule. So Mitch was. I was expecting Mitch to go next, just because he's next to Casey visually on my screen right now. So Hans is the one who's out of line yet again. Oh, but I'm gonna get in line because guys, I brought. I'm coming with heat. I'm packing heat tonight. I'm ready to roll. (laughs) Real, real hot takes. That hurricane, Charleston hurricane heat. Oh yeah, that's coming. And I'm heading. Okay. <laughs> yes. You're waiting for it. Waiting for the right time. I only come in after the hurricane. Speaking of hurricane. I wait for the hurricane. Henning's got a few federales right outside his door waiting for him to Oh, slip yeah, up. that's right, man. That's right. You're raising uh raising some hell up there. Yeah, that's fun. We went into town a couple <laughs> Why did I say it? Okay, it was not fun. <laughs> Going down into the- <laughs> and, and he did He did lean way back. Really and not went, fun. Yeah, it was kind of fun. <laughs> 
I think yeah. people, oh, let me unravel this yarn. The context of this right. We let me uh, let me undo my belt before I talk about the collapse of society. Uh, yeah, those those federal guys really reignited the protest, didn't they? And we had to get down there. And uh, I finally know what tear gas feels like now. Ooh. Oh, you got some. You got some. Do, yeah. do I need to add it to my hot sauce collection as a dumb dad? A little tear bomb? <laughs> Ooh, just a little. I'm gonna, I can really take some heat now. I really think I might like open up my microwave bag of popcorn and try and trap some of that gas and bring it I home think, to watch right. a history documentary. We are all part of a new conglomerate because if you don't think we could get this in a fucking catalog... A hot sauce mist that comes in a tear gas canister. A mist. That you can just toot on. <laughs> yeah, a spray. <laughs> a spritz. A spritz. Don't. I'm, I doth protest. This is spicy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's. We already got our, we got our product for this episode. That's a great idea. I. Guys, I don't know if that's... You take a bite of chili and just open a Ziploc right. bag yeah. in your face. Sp- spicy food matters? Is that... Is that, is that, that that's, that's, too, that's too hot. That's, can't, you can't touch that. I disagree. I, I see where you're going, Mitch. I disagree with incorporating that... Uh, yeah, you can't. That's what I'm saying. You obviously can't. We're you. all I, That's jacking. not me chastising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't. You can't touch it. I know it. it's you shouldn't anyway. very easy to do because all you need to do is insert a noun with something that's important or you like. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. Hot dogs matter, man. Ugh. Right. Doesn't even have to. Doesn't even have to matter. Anything. No, that's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> but did what? you get? Did you, did, Henning? Did you get? Uh, like, were you? Uh, was it from overhead or were they, like doing the ricochet thing? Like, because you know the rubber bullets. Sometimes they shoot them at the ground and they knock. And sometimes they just shoot them in your face. Um, uh, uh, just shoot it at everybody. Yeah. Did people have umbrellas? Get, I didn't get any rubber bullet bullets, but uh, yeah, umbrellas or they have taped up like punk riot shields made of cardboard and black masking tape and shit. <laughs> Even- I'm wearing a bike helmet. Everyone's wearing a helmet, and like the people up front who have been there for 60 days all know the drill, so they come in, you know, the leathers and leathers and their their umpire, their catchers. You know, make oh, yeah. makeshift uh, body armor, leaf blowers, right, to blow sticks. the blow the gas back, right? Yeah, right. Leaf blowers. The dad core helped me out. I there. just brought my legion of fan blowers with the palm fronds, unmasked. I bet there's a few. <laughs> I bet there's a few dads at that protest that had the leaf blowers for the gas. But if they look over their shoulder real quick and see like a little unkempt part of the park, they're like, all right, one second, yeah. one second. Oh. Give me, a, give me a, give me a, give me a minute. <laughs> Did you put oil in this thing? Right. <laughs> well, they put those they, those trees in here. The, the pollen gets off of them. They put them all female trees, and it's a really bad civic idea that they have these trees. Anyway, don't get me started on the pollen in this city. Oh, <laughs> you planted maples. The leaves alone. <laughs> you know what that does to your car? <laughs> Attracts blue jays. And I'm a Cardinals fan. Get out of here, Dad. Yeah, the wall of dads is not as effective. I got to get away yeah. from that wall of dads. I can't, I know too much World War II his information. Right. Now. And you know the ones that the guys that they want are they want to talk to the veterans cuz then they can be like cuz the veterans that are there are the ones that I feel sorry for because the psychological thing that they're going through of defending, you know, uh, democracy and just causes and they're facing their own 
a version of their own, uh, you know, uh, history and trauma. And then, you know, they're doing these amazing things. And I imagine like a dad encountering one of those uh, veterans that are, uh, you know, on the right side. And they'll be like, yeah, I met a guy named Rick. He was in Afghanistan. He told me all about it. Was like, ah, I'm basically a soldier now. Listen, he was in the yeah. shit. And uh, let me just tell you. I watched the Help. last episode of MASH. <laughs> yeah, I remember Mash. And I'm for Klinger. I'm a Klinger. I'm a Klinger fan. <laughs> Real quick, Henning is a science guy. You're not supposed to incorporate it, but matter matters. There you go. It does. Matter literally is matter. Yeah, nothing about blo- that statement. No, they blo- can't even. Yeah. I know the moment oh, was passed, and I tried to bring it gonna... back. I don't even know what that means. Matter matters. I'm really stupid. Family matter matters. <laughs> but it's not. He's a cop. Not, <laughs> yo, it's not the only thing that matters, though. There's energy, too. Uh, and space. Energy and space. I get that. Uh, matter and, confuses yeah. me. And have you heard of time? Well, time is, time, time is bullshit, man. <laughs> it's all in your head. <laughs> it's all in your head. It's a construct. Gotcha. <laughs> What's a clock? It's a circle. Think about it. It's, it's just matter. It's just more matter. Right. It's a matter system of time. <laughs> even a clock's even a clock's right two times a day. This is a dog's dream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever said. I hate everything. I know this is all lampooning, but man, it makes me and I just uh, let me throw myself. It makes me everything dreams about everything because about this conversation using the phrase matters in an inappropriate way, and even I just I'm just laying. It's it all out. bad. I'm laying, and it's I'm my fault. The, I'm laying on the psychiatrist couch right now. In general, yeah. I feel like I need a bath. Bath, <laughs> yeah. Right. Inappropriate, and it's but it's yeah. Fuck it. In water, H2O. Guys. Right, Henning? <laughs> That's right. Accurate chemical <laughs> Guys, description. I yeah. want to tell you something about handsome whoa. rewards. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is this the heat you were bringing? I'm bringing heat yeah. right off the bat. I got a couple beautiful mallards. This catalog showed up in my mail yesterday. Those aren't mallards. These are mallards, aren't they? Those are not. Wait, that's yeah, wood, okay, okay. Maybe those are ducks. Those Maybe are a weird a kind of duck. So, is that a duck, Henning? Henning, is that a duck? It, it does look different than the normal duck. They're they're prettier than the usual duck. Yeah. They have like these gorgeous hoods on. Yeah, yeah, they're they rather are. handsome and rewarding. Yeah. So, to, but so I'm, I'm sure that it's a male version of whatever duck this is. It's a cisgender so, duck. mallard. And he's using his privilege there you go. to gender this. <laughs> um, backstory on this catalog. For those of you that may have listened to the podcast, I recently got into elastic waisted clothing. And the best way to get that is to, is to find. Yeah, true. Well, I'm looking for more affordable deals. So I found this catalog called Blair Clothing Company. That's all 100%. 65 and plus comfort clothes, elastic shorts, elastic <laughs> jeans. And so I ordered from them. Send me this catalog. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I ordered from them. And when my stuff came, 
it all fit horribly and it was cheap, but it's elastic and it's comfortable. <laughs> but I was like, whoa, they sent me like five of their clothing catalogs. Like they're, they expect my next order to be over the phone with a live person. So they must have put me on a mailing list because yesterday, not Blair related, this handsome rewards catalog came. And, and I'd like to show you, I had a beautiful night. I'd like to show you some of the treats that are in this handsome rewards catalog. Just to show you what we're playing with, first page, leather cell phone belt holder. Oh, All right. oh my God. Just when a pocket won't do, fellas. When a pocket just won't do. When a regular tire gauge won't work, you need one that tells you your tire pressure in English and Spanish. All right. <laughs> uh, you have to have a book on how Lincoln treated the Irish. <laughs> 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 I want to hear some. I want to hear somebody arguing, going like trolling Facebook posts about like, yeah, but what about the Irish man in 1864? Just trying to shoehorn that argument in. Um, I mean, I think this is pretty standard, but you got to have a pair of seafood scissors. Get into your it, it, you scissor open your your crab. I mean, it seems clearly it seems showing practical. that practical. We're in a, a coastal God, audience. My mother needs those. She loves crab legs, red lobster, and watching her trying to crack those things open is like fucking get my teeth removed. <laughs> this utensil made me so sad because it is the straight up widower's utensil. It is the <laughs> oh, God, five nobody... in one fork spoon, and it's the description that sells it. Saving, <laughs> saving space? Question mark. This this combo is a five food tools all in one. It's a fourteen fork, (laughs) one end generous spoon on the other. Clever construction incorporates can opener, bottle opener, and serrated cutting edge. Stripping down your life, (laughs) stripping down your life to the bare essentials. (laughs) Does it admit that it fits into a glove box? Right. Stick this serrated edge fork into your mouth. Sorry, generous spoon. Sorry for for the audio, but this just made me laugh. This is a magnifying screen that hangs around your neck. <laughs> for what? <laughs> for making crystal meth or some sort of... Oh. I think, was that very young model knitting? Yes. yes. Oh, she's knitting. She's doing fine stitch. I thought it was... Fine a, stitch work. I thought it was a, a, ta- a, a, a turntable. <laughs> it's a portable like turntable. Turntable for all your old records. I think this one goes straight to the uh, widower. It's just a nut and a bolt, and it's called the <laughs> nut and bolt puzzle. So, Wait, no, 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 no. I think no. I solved it. Did you figure it out? <laughs> I got it. You take this thing off. There's a washer too. Right. Yeah. This yeah. one doesn't need to exist, and it made me throw up. It's a reverse plunger, and so instead of plunging the poop to pull it out, you push the poop like farther in and through. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. It's, not, it's not, sexual. It's a little sexual. Mitch, I knew you. I'm saving this one because I knew you were going to be on, and I just think you are going to absolutely oh, thank love you. it. Make Thank you. Perfect, handsome rewards. Thank you. Thank this you. isn't it. This is the adult bib. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. I'm a messy eater. 
I like to have it's a gigantic. good tick. Meg and yeah. I, speaking of models, Meg and I had a, let me just to describe it. We have a very handsome older man. Comfortable. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's going to spill his spaghetti on this large. No, 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 no. And Meg no. very compassionately was like, well, but that's for people with dementia that's going to spill their food. And I was like, yeah, we all know that, but you don't want like a dementia for. patient model. <laughs> right. Like right. You, you don't want to feel bad having to buy the bib. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Yeah, they push him in a room, and he's like, am I in prison? I'm like, no, just sit in a chair. You're going to kill me, aren't you? Like, no, just, we're going to take you. Jesus, this is so sad. Just put this tablecloth around your head. What is food? I hate to be doing visuals to the audience. So the one thing, I feel like it's an old person thing, because you want, old person, that's not fair, an older want to have structure with your clothes. Like, I want something hearty that I want to last because I feel like normally with the t-shirt you're like oh that's a nice light fabric it's a good t-shirt this looks like the heaviest piece of clothing I have ever seen <laughs> it is the heavyweight pocket tee it literally looks like this young model is weighing his shoulders down like it's a lead vest it just it looks like a, an old couch they turned into a t-shirt and put a pocket on it <laughs> of it's a jacket that they cut it's a hoodie that they cut the sleeves off and made into a t-shirt. Right. All right. It's two hoodies. I mean, what's the benefit of that? On top of each There's other. a pocket. <laughs> yeah, that's Heavy, true. Heavyweight. Yeah. <laughs> heavyweight yeah. pocket. Comfort. Right. It is. That Lays is. You a, down. That is. Wraps it. you up. Right. You can put, you got to put your, um, look at this. This is America's most scenic drives DVD collection. Let me read Ooh. for you the description. This one's for you, Mitchell. America's most scenic drives. Without filling a tank or braving traffic, enjoy the country's most scenic drives with this program from Reader's Digest. Disc 1 takes you from Maine to Key West <laughs> with stops oh, at Niagara, yeah. Niagara Falls, Blue Ridge mm. Mountains, and more. Yeah. Disc 2 travels from Texas to Yellowstone through Colorado's San Juan Skyway, Montana, and more. Disc 3 explores California's Big Sur, the Grand Canyon, Kauai Island, and on to wild Alaska. Extra features, Disc 4. That yeah. just... <laughs> is, that's what I, I want said. that. So, this... That, four discs, five hours. Five hours of just watching the road go by. That's very I was, short. I was yeah, it's gotta, like, that's got to be like 46 hours long of just helicopter shots and CGI. Like, not CGI, but you know what I mean? Like, high def... I don't understand terms, but uh, something that's nice. It looks good from a helicopter just driving over the Blue Ridge Highway. Four hours only gets me to West Virginia. <laughs> right. And no one wants to watch that drive. Right, what is this, a video of driving to St. Louis? <laughs> I was thinking, like, for a classic joke right now, you're an older person, your shoulders are slumped, you've got your heavyweight cotton tee on, and right. there's a knock, knock on, on your door, and somebody's like, I got a package for you, and you go, what is it? And they go... Oh, your kid sent you America's most scenic drives, and then I'd say, "I wish it was COVID." <laughs> you but know, guys, there are other ways to take my breath away. Guys, this this is you you going like, well, all right, it's funny stuff in a catalog. Why would he bring this as a bit, guys? This is the final thing. It's the nail if you will into this whole reason i'm bringing this segment you can also in this catalog get 
Headstone cleaner. <laughs> Headstone cleaner. <laughs> 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 oh, Don't call it headstone cleaner. Call I, it gr- granite. Granite polish. Granite, yeah. Granite polish. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> do they suggest? Do, do, do they suggest like a chamois or a terry cloth or a paper towel? Like, well, you have just... a before and after here. Ooh, oh, oh, like new. Dirt. You know that there hey, are they people. Rub, they, yeah. they rub the name off. Oh there are God. people that are employed to do that. By the way, too. That's what's also sad. Like, no, I'm going to clean it myself. Oh, They're crying. And that looks like a National Lampoon's ad. Yeah, right? <laughs> was... If you flipped it and showed me that it was cracked, I would believe you. Just the beautiful escalation of all of those ads to end with headstone cleaner. Right. right. <laughs> it's just, just mix with one's elderly tears. <laughs> Goes great with grave shovel. <laughs> Oh, but that's, I was like, are you fucking kidding me, world? Is that at the end? Is that at the end of the magazine? Is that item at the very end of the magazine? I wish it had. If there was an editor to that magazine, that catalog. Like, it it should should be the last thing you see, like, right before you close the magazine. Like, oh, and by the way, once you buy all these things that you're buried in. I've had a journey. I know what it's like to age. <laughs> Headstone cleaner. God damn, oh. dude. Give me a spit shine, that's what I say. Just spit on spit on the I don't want a headstone, but just you know. No, I'll take you don't even do shine, just give me spit. You know my you know my fit my fifty eight year old coworker uh, the other day who uh we think was the guy that gave us all the stuff at work because i've been an essential employee i haven't left work you know what i mean and we've had like we got these weird orwellian text messages like someone uh is infected in your store never in my department but in but in january this guy um he's diabetic and he's 58 and uh healthy dude really healthy dude uh used to live in chicago used to be in the uh, financial sector great guy fly fisherman everything else he was like fuck he's a very healthy guy got diabetes he uh Left work sick in January, and uh, you know I've known him for years. He's a good friend of mine. He's like, uh, uh, he's like, I got food. Like I ate some bad fish or something. I feel ill, and uh, I threw up in one of the trash cans. Good luck finding which one. And then he left (laughs) as a a joke. And I was like, oh, this is funny. Ray's having a good time. I hope he's fine. And then 24 hours later, he's being intubated. He's in the hospital for five days. He was almost brain dead. He completely recovered. He almost died. And uh, they said, yeah, and they didn't, he didn't know why, but they said it was, this was in January, due to an unknown illness. Yeah. So we think that he passed it. Because nobody's had, like, we've had people tested in my department, but nobody's nobody's come up, you know. Everyone's <laughs> been fine. It's a fucking biological bomb threat. You're like, I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere. Got to get you in that bubble. I can't. I got to work, man. He's essential. I'm essential. I got to provide people with guacamole and cut fruit. <laughs> that was like, uh, um, reminded me of uh, this guy was protesting on Amazon when this first started. And he's just like, he's like, you got to fix the algorithm. He's like, I get it. People need their stuff. But he's like, dildos, man. 
Dildos! <laughs> I keep packing up dildos. <laughs> yeah, because everybody's at home, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Can we get a dildo moratorium? <laughs> Please. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Can we not do this? Like that should be that should be included with the airline industry. But no more dildos. You got stuff in your house that you no, can clean. No flights, no dildos. Put some cellophane around it. You're fine. A then, table leg, anything. Then, but then table you have leg. people from the other side. You know, your dildo shaming. Like, can you imagine you get the message like, "Hey, buddy, yeah, easy hey, on look. the dildos." Right, but That's they're for not, charity. Yeah. <laughs> my, my charity walk for dildos <laughs> charity everyone's masked everyone's socially distant right everyone's got dildo shoes on <laughs> what what dream of what dog's dream my of dildo life? finger on right the dildo parade collided with the pussy pocket parade there was a fight <laughs> Oh, now I'm just picturing one of those foam hands that just has an actual floppy (laughs) dildo for the number one. (laughs) (laughs) One dildo, one vote. You never think about, like, you know how in that movie Casino, like, um, um, Robert De Niro's character is like, he's like the master. Have you seen Casino, Henning? Yes. He's like the master, um, what would you call it, gambler, whatever, and he's weighing the dice yeah. and he's making sure everything's, he's got a little dice weigher. I'm just picturing the master dildo maker, like, having this floppy <laughs> dildo, like, getting the scales right. In that in that same machine and he just blows on it. <laughs> and then the, you the know, dildo just You spins. know the scene, yeah, for sure. <laughs> just on however, a, on a however it is, they make dildos. I've seen, I've seen... HBO's real sex. I've seen dildo factories. I've seen it made of the potatoes. Oh, one thing. Sorry to go back to that casino thing. You know when he he's like uh, protesting like what's being done to him through the the government and everything else, and he's like they're going to shut me down and all this stuff. And he has like his his uh, public access show in Las Vegas at the end. Sam Rothstein. I look. Yeah, Sam Rothstein. I looked up that show on YouTube. Couldn't find anything. I was like, Mm. that that show has to be. It has to exist. Like, I want to see the Sam Rothstein show. Like, I want to see clips of that. I couldn't find anything. So They're probably owned by the Las Vegas uh, state, whatever, attorney's office. I don't know. That is, that casino is based on a book by, I'm going to butcher his name, Nicholas Pledgy or whatever, based on his story. The same guy that wrote Goodfellas based on Henry Hill's story. But just from the inside dope about that movie is some of the things are just pulled basically from the broad spectrum of mob Vegas stuff so it didn't all necessarily specifically happen to okay. that, that guy so it was some other crooked monster running still I want to yeah I want to see that show whoever sure. that is yeah live from the sands you know what I mean like that guy talking small talk with like uh you know wouldn't you Joey Bi- Joey Bishop's back in town Joey last time I saw you you had a cheese sandwich you know I don't know 1970s Vegas, like uh, if you got a time machine, is that a dream, dream stop? No, no, I would, I would go fi- 50s New York. 70s yeah, New York. No, I'm a firm believer. Like I got a very finite timeline that I could, if I were to like, the DeLorean were to show up, or I were to fall. Oh, I it. saw one. I saw one in Cleveland when I was there on vacation. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Like I, That's yeah, why I'm you definitely. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, I want to go to Cleveland see a DeLorean, and I wanted to. I was in Cleveland. Some guy was coming this way, and I was like, I was this close 
to being like I had nothing. You know, I was I was on vacation in sunny Cleveland and uh, house sitting for my sister, and I was like, I saw this kind of fucking DeLorean coming down Cedar Avenue, and I was like, <laughs> I am so close to Only fucking turning this my fucking car around and following this guy and being like. Roll down your window. I want to take a picture. Like I just, I want to get him. Pull, like that's great because he has to get that yeah. all the time. Like, like I, I want to treat the guy as a celebrity. He's like, get, can I sit on the hood and get a picture taken, please? Yes, and I can take. Hit eighty-eight. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Let's get on the highway, buddy. We're going eighty miles an hour. Yes. I'll put on a wig. I'll do the the, the Doctor Brown lines. <laughs> yes, I can go back in time, but only five years. So <laughs> yeah, it's a it's, it's a Cleveland. contradiction if you're the guy who's like. I don't like attention. <laughs> you get in your yeah, DeLorean. Yeah, you get in DeLorean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Like, like, Leave me alone. I just like, yeah, I don't want to be bothered. It was, yeah, it was probably like a Cleveland Indian that's never seen that movie. It's probably somebody from the baseball team or a football player that's like, what do you mean, man? Like, no, it's the DeLorean from uh, Back to the Future. He's like, never seen it. Yeah, I just heard the car was bulletproof. Okay. Cleveland. But it looked it looked so because it's stainless steel. Yeah, yeah. It was gorgeous. Oh yeah. It, I mean, it's ugly. It's ugly and gorgeous at the same time because it has that kind of, you know, boxy kind of thing. But yeah. when you see it, you're like, "Am I?" Uh, I was like, "Do I do I see what I what see?" I? I was like, "What the heck is this?" But I also heard that you can um, make you can build DeLoreans oh, in your sure. like they have all of the specs and they have all of the parts. There's like a warehouse that has all the DeLorean parts, and they stop making them. And you can get a DeLorean package if you're a fucking extreme machine head, and if you got the facilities, just to build one in your garage. And I was like, yeah, and I, yeah, and I wonder if that was that. That's what that guy did. I don't know because they they still probably they exist, but the ones that are still around run like shit. Yeah, they can't. But they stopped making those 84, 85. I don't know. When, when was the cocaine bust or whatever that guy got involved <laughs> the in? Cocaine bust. That's wild. But that's that's living. Like, do you want to just, you know, eat through life or do you want to invent, like you said, the most beautiful, ugly car in history and do it all on drug money? Like, fine, arrest me. It's, right. It's great. Right. right. What I respect about the DeLorean was it doesn't low ride. It still sits like a regular car, like the tires on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you got to step out of it. It's not like when those you see those, you know, those douchey Lamborghinis where someone's and like, and they're rolling out of the car. Like, why well, always understood that when you see those cars in Tribeca, you know, what I mean, in Manhattan, and you see somebody with like a Maybach or some sort of sporty thing that sits really low, and they're on those brick streets that are 150 <laughs> years old, and you're like, yeah. like it's a nice car. It's a nice car, man. No, that's I live here. I got a flat. It's all right, man. And they're like, why do you like? What kind of? I mean, we're the dumbest culture that's ever existed. Oh yeah. And that was one of the that was one of the high points that existed for me. It was like seeing somebody get a little Lamborghini and try back and like this guy's scraping all the way down North Moore Avenue, just like. Mitch, <laughs> Mitch, you hadn't seen those Roman chariot races with those low riding chariots. That are- <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Tiny wheels. The little wheels. <laughs> I keep hitting sandbars. Henny, cut cut that horse's era? hooves off. I want him low. <laughs> My go-to what? <laughs> your go-to era. Time travel. Oh, if I would time travel. Uh, I think I would maybe check out the Renaissance. Oh. Italian Renaissance. Check out some of those painters. Yeah, that's a good one. What? See, I'm always too scared. Yeah. yeah. That I, I, it, would, like... it would be someone I want to meet. Yeah. Carl Sagan, maybe. Yeah. That's why I choose 50s New York, because one... 
It's close. I, I know the grid. The grid okay, hadn't changed. That's true, you got it. I know the grid. I know where I'm going. I'm not gonna get lost. And then two, all the the cool the people that were the hippies before the hippies. The beats. It's well documented where they hung out. Yeah. So you gotta you just go where they are <clears throat> and you go to the jazz clubs, just you go fly to the, on the wall. Yeah, you go to the, you go see some jazz, you go hang out with poets, and uh you're you're golden for like a week. Yeah, that's what I'm always afraid of is like as much as I love the like old West and like oh, I'd love to like see Lincoln, like I die right away. Like typhoid immediately. Yeah, right. Like yeah, yeah. just sick. I need an era where the sickness is close enough to my sickness. Right. I was just wondering probably, what this probably kill everyone else there before you think of it. You right. better take your temperature bring before COVID you get that time. Bring you. COVID right back there. <laughs> oh God. I just imagine the smell. How yeah. how different the yeah, smell no, must be. Even in the fifties, yeah. it was different. You know what I mean? That's why I want to go back. Everybody smells. <laughs> oh god! Everyone smells like cigarettes. This you is know great. What I, I feel like the fifties <laughs> smells like oil, like motor oil. Yeah. Right? Don't you think? Like, a lot of bad. Like, yeah. Grease. No regulation on the automobiles. Yeah. People got oil in their hair. Their the the Bath and Body it's products like, yeah. are like before animal like, testing and all that I kind of crazy on shit. My yeah, right. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. But it's it's kind of good, but yeah. You know. <laughs> But that's everything and everywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah, the shampoo was just yeah. literally a lot of horse fat. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Everything Ooh, this is, is well good. Done. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the coffee, though. Oh, it's probably great. You think so? I don't think so. What's, what, what's, are you imagining a chock full of nuts? Imagining a, a chock full of nuts? Oh, cup of coffee in, in 50s New York? It's probably pretty good. These guys lived through the Depression. You're going to be able to yeah. see through that coffee for days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, they're, they've just got out of rationing it 10 years earlier. Yeah. So, so they're like, yeah, you're right. You're right. What, you're what, like, you want this? the drip? Yeah, give me the drip. This is uh, chicory, which actually does make a good coffee. But uh, yeah, my grandparents who lived through the Depression, they used to try and get extra like protein in there through their coffee by putting eggshells in the in the coffee grounds or did something maybe it did something to the flavor or something but i think it was an old an old like hey hey don't throw away something organic we're dying here just put it in the coffee grounds right they just put their what i do for my compost into their coffee filter and just run some hot water through it they um you, I mean, everyone's pretty up on their coffee. I mean, Henning, you live in the one of the coffee capitals of of America, but uh, so I hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big coffee up there, and uh, the Midwest, <laughs> you know, is is we're at least ten years behind everything. So, like living in New York, and then you go to like, and you know, I work at a fancy grocery store still. So, like, when they had the cafe <laughs> and they had like the new fancy stuff, like they were like all excited, and I was like, oh my god, and they're like. Have you had a uh, butter coffee? They got they put butter in it. They cut it's a it's butter and I'm like yeah yeah I know I've heard of this like it's wild it's the craziest thing like imagine grass fed butter in the coffee I'm like yeah that's uh yeah that happens uh, I where, where? I, uh, I romanticize coffee in like the opposite direction like Kerouac style like I want to sit at a like a Kansas City road stop diner where right, I can get exactly. a bottomless cup of bad coffee and beans for 25 cents and I'm yes. going to eat all I can and then I'm going to go share a bottle of Applejack with Skip on our way, <laughs> <Right>. you know. <laughs> on right. Our, on our way City. to pull soybeans. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Right. <laughs> you want the bad coffee for the experience of it. Yeah, there's something... You want the whole diner ambiance, though. I, I don't think that exists anymore, but there's something romantic to me, because they always talk about, mm-hmm. like, on their last leg, they they got a nickel left to get a bottomless cup of coffee, and that's where they're going to think about how their life is going <laughs> for the next 24 um, hours until yeah. they get kicked out. You know what I mean? Because all you need to do is be able to... you got to be able to afford a cup of coffee, and you can sit there and think and ponder and do whatever you want, and hopefully some other bindle bum will walk in and you guys will strike up a conversation and he'll have a you know a, a, a lead you know on a train where the bulls aren't around or you know right 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 there's just i don't know there's something there's something sweet about that what was that uh the uh the story of the joe gould book oh, you remember that i remember you reading it to mm-hmm. me yeah, yeah, it's so good. And uh, Ian Holm, the movie's pretty good. Ian Holm, rest in peace. He did. Uh, he played Joe did Gould in the movie. Shit. Yeah, it was him and uh, I think Stanley Tucci was the the other guy. Can you and, f- uh, fill us in about Joe Gould a little bit? Well, the yeah, he was. He's the guy that's credited for coining the term oral history because he claimed he was writing the largest history book ever made of just pe- hearing people talk, being homeless and hearing people talk. And at one point in time, he, he was a Harvard graduate, very blue yeah. blood, New England guy, uh, you know, intellectual family. He claimed he could trace his relatives back to Mayflower, that whole five-star New England thing. You know what I mean? He probably talked like that. Like, it was so, like, almost English, weird. Like George Plimpton. When you hear George Plimpton talk, you're like, that guy's not American. You're like, oh, yes, he's just never left Vermont. He had a sweeping curve. <laughs> A sweeping yeah, club. a sweeping club. I remember we were in the Congo, and uh, Muhammad Ali was there. I'm like, God, this I guy, love this guy. Listen to George Plimpton's talk right. for days. Sorry, I want to read that book uh, that he did about playing football, or like oh, that's... for the Lions. Yeah, because right? <laughs> there's a clip of him with all gangly trying to catch a football. He's like, and then someone would throw the football, and I would catch the football. And someone would hit me very hard. <laughs> but uh, the anyway, Joe... Bona. Miracle Boulder. <laughs> But uh, Joe Gould was uh, the thing that would crack me up about him because uh, I'm not gonna give the ending away <laughs> for anybody that yeah. wants to read uh, the Joe Gould book. But uh, he would eat, get in those diners, and he was oh, yeah. there in the interviews. He would pick up cigarette butts. He would go through cigarette butts. Nothing new. Mm-hmm. We've all Standard, seen that yeah. guys who go cigarette butts. Yeah, but then he liked diners because of the ketchup packets, and he would pour them all out on the plate and just endless eat ketchup, endless ketchup with just a spoon. Every ketchup packet, just or cigarette bottle. butts. And endless ketchup with us just, I mean, that had to smell like something. Oh, yeah. God. I can't, I can't. Oh, yeah. That stench on that guy. Oh, oh, God. Hines. Hines, I think, probably. But he always, be, right? but, he, but it was, he always talked, right? It's, a, it's actually ends up being a very, oh, White Sox beat the Royals. He always um, talks about uh, having this, like, great story. And then when the guy finally goes and through his files, right? Like, he hasn't written anything down or he's just written the same thing down over and over again, right? Yeah, yeah. What he claimed was it not, did not exist. It was really disturbing. Like he claimed, he yeah, it was repetitive over and over and over and over and over and, and over again. It ended up being like he like that's why everybody bought into what he was saying is because he knew everybody. He knew all the beat poets. He knew all of the yeah. like. He knew everybody, and they knew him. And he was at there despite being this weird scallywag homeless guy. Yeah, and he had that weird racist phrenology thing where he would like oh, he, yeah. he would go to uh, 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 Native, Native American reservations and measure the heads and things like that and like he had this whole theory of so like had, the head the head sizes of different 
And it's like, we like, crazy oh, my shit. head, my head makes me inferior. You have a little ketchup right. on your cheek there. <laughs> right, 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 right. I think you missed some of our tobacco on the <laughs> ground, sir. <laughs> well, well, well played. Right. Because oh, yeah. he was like 50, I think he was in his 40s when he went off the rails. So, because he was around the turn of the century. So, like, he had yeah. a whole life, and then he just... They just, went, just clicked and was like, nope. Peace, y'all. Yeah, time go. to go hanging out in uh, Greenwich Village. Forever. So I, I need to give you more credit, Mitch. When you were saying 50s New York, I was like, oh, like Mad Men, New York? Oh, you're going the other way. I got you. Oh, downtown. Oh, yeah, yeah. all that downtown shit. Downtown. Yeah. Like, and then midtown Mitch jazz. Advertisements for Lady <laughs> no, 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 no. No. No, yeah. And you want to see in Midtown and in Times Square back in the... There's so much shit to see. You know, the musical theater. You know, you don't see it. You'd still go see... You want to see fucking, you know... Ben Gazzara did a West Side Story. Imagine that. Ben Gazzara singing. <laughs> <laughs> and he was in West Side Story, for God's sakes. Anyway, just for actorly and other I like things. It. I like that a lot. That it Was the theater go, still going that... um, whoa, Ah, man, I'm going to get it all mixed up, but... um. The theater got federally funded um, during uh, Roosevelt during the Depression, and that's how all these amazing directors and actors got their first gigs. For example, Orson Welles, he yeah. first was in the theater yeah. in New York, and he got to fund all his shows, which were subversive shows that were actually about right. like communism and everything, but um, yeah. under the guise of, uh, of who knows what. But I yeah. guess that would have been earlier, right? Like 30s, 40s. Yeah, it was late thirties. He was the first person to do an all black cast of Macbeth. And that was the one of the big Oh, that's right. Which he claims right. he had the claim is that he used um Caribbean citizens of New York that knew some voodoo rituals. He had a hookup and then in Macbeth there's witches. So he used uh some Caribbean uh rituals that he claimed were were real because he was like just do whatever you want like this is going to be real this is this is this is Macbeth in the in the Caribbean and there was a guy that has a bad review and there's actually there's a YouTube clip of this like this guy just tear just was really racist and a bigot and he hated the show and those uh, uh witch doctors put a curse on him and that guy died like three months later <laughs> and he tells this story like Orson Welles tells some stories and he's in his you know late 20s so he's already like pulling yarns he's like there was a, uh, like, he's just, it's really good. But he's like, we killed a man. That's how good our theater was. <laughs> like, like, okay. That's how authentic it was. Yeah, it's so authentic. It killed people. It killed bigots. It saw it. <laughs> <laughs> come one, come all, bigots. <laughs> when right. that last, what did he say? What? <laughs> right, I don't Senator's know. His voice is bigot. What? Right. I, hey, hey. Hey, fellow bigots, I think this is a bigot trap. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it's just Orson Welles trying to gingerly kick open the Ark of the Covenant, and all these bigots are sitting in a room like, right. I think that's the Ark of the Covenant. Close your eyes. Right. Famous last words like, well, if we see a show about Macbeth, and it's starring all persons of color, and it involves voodoo, will it kill us? And like, no, of course it won't. I'm like, yes, it will. It'll kill all of you. <laughs> Good. That has like such like the the simple like terminology, almost like the Hemingway straightforwardness has New Yorker cartoon written all over it. I don't know what the marquee is, but then it's just right. two regular looking guys, and they just they look at each other. They're about to enter, and they look at each other. And they just goes, "Hey, Frank, I think this is a bigot trap." 
And you just go, well, there's another New Yorker joke right. over Hans's head. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> what was the name of the show? They didn't even show it. I don't, I don't, uh, right. I must be referencing something I didn't read about. Right. There was, uh, speaking of bigot traps, did you see, it's not, it's just speaking of bigots. There was, uh, in Wisconsin, <laughs> this couple was shopping at Walmart. And of course, oh, you can yeah. see where this is going. They had the most. No, it was in Minnesota. Uh, it was in like Fairfield, Minnesota. They both were they really thin? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to take the shot. That's perfect. Uh, and oh, but man. it is you. You did remind me of a of a section I have to call because the people calling them out were like, so these two people were shopping at Walmart in face masks that were just straight like swastika armbands oh right? jesus and you're just like oh but the and guy attacking like them is minnesota dice. who's just like hey you know you're being racist you're just <laughs> take it down you're racist we like the masks but it's a racist <laughs> mask <laughs> turn it around turn it inside <laughs> out e. yeah but the best not the best part because there's nothing good about it but i was like yeah swastika masks those are menacing those are e- on even these fools but they both might as well. They both basically had like Tasmanian Looney Tunes de- like shirts on that totally like yeah. circumvented <laughs> the intensity of the mask. Like one of them had a Taz shirt on, and the other one just had like bald eagle wings crossed. And I was like, they even it just said Trump rules. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and she was like, I need my mask. I. I don't know why it's so Canadian. I can't think of Minnesota. I need my mask, okay? Because uh, I have a breathing problem. It's like, you're missing the point. It's a fucking schmastica. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, you get other problems. All oh, that shit is disgusting. Hey, Karen. Yeah, he used the Karen. Hey, Karen. It's like, that's beyond a Karen jab, oh, right? Yeah. You might as well. You can call yeah. them bigots at this point. Right. Hey, yeah, Karen, yeah, you're yeah. a bigot with the schmastica, okay? Right, go right. home. It's like I just wish it was anywhere other than like try that shit in Portland. Got to yeah. get some moms <laughs> with leaf blowers coming at you. Right, uh, guys. Do you? Um, I kind of promised this. I don't. I might have to set it up because I got a fun little game. If you guys want to play it, a fun little comic strip game. If you want to play it, mm. let me get visual. No, Medium? it's not visual, but I'll audibly yeah, visualize it for you. Let me get let me get a beer. Okay. Yeah, grab a beer. Do it. I'll grab a beer. You want a beer? You want a beer? Uh, yeah. Right back. Beer break. Dead beer, beer break. Beer break. Beer break. Okay, might as well fill up my water too. Well, Hannah's drinking water. Bong bong water. <laughs> Ruined the mystique here. Oh my God. I can go to the ha- you know what one of the staples of the handsome rewards catalog was and I've seen that in many catalogs well it's, I mean I, it's I the saw ex- they deliver directly to you oh it's my yeah. name on it they got me on a list <laughs> it is the um classic long-handled shoehorn <laughs> right so it's the extended shoehorn and I, all I could think uh-huh. was when I saw that you're old enough that you need an extended shoehorn, I was just like, just take my feet. Just take just... my feet. Or I'm just never wearing shoes again. Because I need a cane to put them on and off. Yeah, just, no, just go full Jesus. Just get the dirty, calloused feet and just 
that's you. Oh, man. Yeah, the extent... Cause, just sit down. But still, I guess that's the whole problem. Is like, even in the sitting position, you I, need that little cane. I feel like this would be something like a nice character trait that like would be from like a villain in a um, Coen Brothers movie, like just always having it in a pocket. Because it's a nutcracker, but it's a small little pocket nutcracker just for pistachios. Oh, that is exactly three pistachios at once. I feel like Mitch Mitch might carry around a pocket pistachio nutcracker. Ooh, I love pistachios. You know, we just, just a little like a... handheld nutcracker just for pistachios. <laughs> Coen Brothers villain move. Oh, you can finally get those ones that don't have the 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 hole in them that you can't get your fingernails in. Right, right. Or I can just collect some debt. Finally, eat the whole yes, exactly. pistachio. Here's conversation. Hey guys, I'm gonna put out some treats. You guys like pistachios? Ooh, I like pistachios. I got my own cracker. Get out. <laughs> you gotta get that flourish like it's right. a six gun. Got right. my own. Yeah, or just pull that out. And be like, you know, you owe Tony twenty dollars, and uh, we gotta talk. <laughs> for your little nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is this big enough for you? Oh, you little nuts. As he stabs you in the neck. Yeah, I carry a knife in my pocket. <laughs> You're all flash. I'm all gash. I prefer the direct right. approach. Yeah. He brings a pistachio cracker. You bring a, just a knife. And that would do it. Don't, I mean, he only brought that. a pistachio cracker. In fact, you could just bring, like, your fists and just pull them yeah, out just first. Just hit him in the nose like this with your palm. <laughs> you put the bone in his brain. You know, Bruce Lee shit. Old pistachio cracker. All right, here's a little fun little game. I don't know if you guys are caught up on the pod, but I know you're all Mitch. You're a '50s fan, right? So you you like the 50s. well. Let's not make it sound bad. I mean, <laughs> no, it's not bad. Henning, you're an animator. And of everything about the '50s, sure. Animator. Right. You guys are illustrators. Jazz, artists. blues, poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, comic strips. Are you familiar with Com- comic? Yeah, strips? yeah, 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 yeah. Not the politics of the '50s. <laughs> I know you're a big uh, Mallard fan. A big Ike fan. fan. Love Ike. Not you didn't vote for Adelaide Stevenson? Um, (laughs) Right. So, you guys familiar with the comic strip Blondie? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sort of. Yes. For those that don't know, Blondie is the comic strip that has Dagwood Bumstead, Sandwich Hound himself, tends to be a classic dumb dad, dumb husband, loves his sandwiches. If you two can't do nothing, can't, can't sandwich get is enough bigger sandwiches. Than his head. Yeah, in fact, he launched a sandwich chain. Now, in a recent <laughs> episode, if you haven't listened, go back and listen. Casey and I created a comic strip character named Ragweed. We didn't give him a last name at the time, but his last name is um, Ragweed Bunksteed. All right, <laughs> and his comic strip—it was a rival comic strip. You may have may have heard of it. Is Bindi starring Ragweed Bindi. Bunksteed? And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe to you a comic strip, and I want you to tell me if that is ragweed appropriated from a Dagwood original, or if it is a H-Face inspired ragweed original. <laughs> is it a ragweed based on a Dagwood, or is it a ragweed original? Is it a Dag, or is it a rag? Let me give you an example. You see if you can play this, right? Here, here's your, here's your visual. And I'm going to describe the scene for you, so I'm going to paint a picture. All right? We'll see we'll See how, how well you guys know your... your... Oh, by the way, um, uh, Ragweed loves chips. 
I needed to. See. He loves chips right, yes. more than he, more that... than anything. All right. Okay. So, for the example, in a three-panel strip, we see. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Can't see my face here. Yeah. I don't want to give away. Give it away if. You... Three-panel strip. We see panel one. Ragweed standing with a large bag of sour cream and onion chips. His wife enters behind him and says, That's quite a bag of chips, honey. And Ragweed looks at his chip longingly and states, It's almost too beautiful to eat. Next panel, Ragweed looks at his chips longingly and states, Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And then in panel three, Bindi, his wife, goes into the living room to see Lazy Ragweed in his easy chair, and she asks, Where's your chips, Rag? And he says, Beauty is now in the stomach of the beholder. <laughs> now, is that a Ragweed original? Or is it based on a Dagwood original? Is it a Dag or is it a Rag? I'm going to say it's a dag. I'll say dag. I say dag. Replacing all those chips with sandwiches. Yeah, it totally works. Henning's already got it in his mind. You think you got it set? It. Yeah, all right. That was based on a dagwood. So you see where I'm going. You see where I'm going now. All right. Here's their first official, though. And I, I had trouble. I, I just game. trouble describing. We have a three panels. Let me get excited. We have a three panel strip in panel three one. Panel format. Three panel sure. format. In panel one, you see Ragwood in his office holding an empty bag of chips upside down. Like he's emptying. The, Where's my chips? Mm -hmm. They're out. Panel two. Stuff's cascading down. The crumbs. Crumbs, yeah. Ragweed's co-worker enters and says, you ate all your chips again? Panel three. We see Ragweed has put the empty bag of chips into the copy machine and he states, nope, I just needed to restock. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's yours yeah I'm going with Mitch that's a rag raggy guys because there's no copy machines are you kidding me oh I should have put a, a, a oh. mimeograph or something you're right that's a ragweed original damn but well, good update for the, the office culture of, of the of the uh, he was copying the, the chips. That seems like something yeah. a Dagwood would do. He just didn't have a copier. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or he's saying, I need to restock. And he's like taking the little, little nodules off an abacus. And he's <laughs> going to eat the little. I'm like, this could be really old. Or I mean, that could be the spinoff series, Ragbert. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> One of the crossover strips. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we talk about my the cartoon character that eats measuring devices. <laughs> He's eating that ruler again. Really? Uh, oh, you know what the name of that would be? Like a guy that loves and deals with like rulers and measurements. The name of it would be something snarky like three times two. <laughs> right. All right. It's like uh, Musk's kid's name. It's just Obtuse. <laughs> oh, God, that's smart. That's good. Is there, a, is there a strip called Obtuse? I mean, that's right now. for anything you want to do. Wow. Yeah. You just, yeah. The symbol is easy. Just Am I, that, you know what? The word Obtuse takes me right to what movie? Takes me right to yeah. Shawshank Redemption. 
with the oh, warden played amazingly. Or am I being obtuse? Yeah, so I'll that, cast you down there with the sodomites. <laughs> that 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 movie is like a. Uh, it's the most overexposed thing in Ohio because that prison is fifty miles from here. Oh my god! So you can right. go to that mm-hmm. Mansfield, Ohio. That prison is there, and like there's billboards that say, "Visit the real Shawshank." So they have not only cashed in, they have mined that mine dry in uh, North Central Ohio of like Shawshank. Not a, Shawshank. Not a, pay to go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Is it not a prison anymore? Just a tourist attraction? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a nice building as far as prisons go. But, uh, yeah, you can go and you pay. They give a tour. But also in the off season, you can uh, spend the night there. You can go and think you can. Yeah. Got to have a killer haunted house, I'm sure. I'm surprised it's not like hipster lofts or something. Pay extra for the the hole in the wall that (laughs) Dufresne dug. Right. There are no, yeah. There aren't any hipsters in Mansfield. That's Tar a pretty red roof. county. They would kill them. And, and Tar, the, yeah. Tar the roof and drink a sun right, with your right. buds. Right. <laughs> it's going to be an insane asylum for a, a, a white supremacist in 10 years. Probably, this asshole's cause... about to have an accident. Right. Um, well, getting back to the Shawshank in the 50s, I got to be able to stump you with one of these. I got another three-panel strip, all right? Panel one. Ragweed is in a bodega. He's talking to a clerk. On the clerk's, um, what would you call it, the counter, you see a Megabucks lottery sign. All right? Ragweed asks, hey, what are the real odds of winning? And the teller responds, this week, one in 292 million. All right? Next panel. But we have a lot of, well, you have... We have a Mega Bucks Lotto special, all right? Buy 10 tickets and get a supersized honey barbecue bag of chips. Ragweed looks impressed. Next panel, we see Ragweed is back at home, sitting on his dining room table, munching on a bag of chips. Bindi walks in and she says, Ragweed? 10 lottery tickets? Question mark. And then Ragweed says, the odds were stacked in my favor. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's yours. I'm going to say that. Stacked like a sandwich? Dagweed. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Visual. Dagwood. I, see, I, I lean towards Mitch because Hans said bodega. Yeah. But I don't necessarily. I think maybe he was using his own colloquialisms for deli. Yeah, but I was uh, the, the honey barbecue. That. That's what did it for me. Uh, I got it. I'm going. I don't know what to choose. Like if you said like a sweet Maui onion, and then I knew, it, then I know it would be definitely Hans. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna say Dagwood. Okay, Mitch, you so said ragweed. I said rag. I said rag. Henning. Dag. Okay. It is a dag. I totally messed up on the stack because instead of chips, he says, buy 10 lotto ticks and get a super stacked Reuben power sub. And I didn't pick up on the stacked (laughs) joke at all. I just thought it was funny because he bought a free sandwich with lottery (laughs) tickets. Casey, I did use Bodega intentionally to try and stump you guys. So that was a good pickup. Uh, Henning's thinking pretty deep in this. Damn. Damn. Gotcha. You guys are doing well. Finally, at least I, I got Casey on that one, but I feel it was a technicality. 
Nobody, if you got, this this one's a winner. This one's a winner. We got another three panel strip, all right? All right? We see, we see Ragwood standing at a cooler in a grocery store and an employee's behind him. Ragweed says, chip flavored water, question, question mark? Is this for real, <laughs> question mark? The, the employee responds, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's brand new brand new water it comes in all flavors all right okay so they've had their conversation panel two ragweed holds a bottle longingly and goes hmm cheddar and onion flavor huh and the employee responds yeah but my favorite is dill pickle or sometimes i suck on a good kettle cook okay? <laughs> that's ridiculous panel three ragwood is now back at the office and his co-worker is in there, and he asks, What are you drinking, Rag? And Rag shouts, Rippled! <laughs> How abstract this is. Yeah. <laughs> Ruffled. Ruffled. Rippled. 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 Uh... All right. Rippled because so of water, I guess. Let me walk this back so we got <laughs> he goes into the bodega the guy says they got chip flavored water yep correct was it a bodega or is he hanging out at the no i'm the sorry uh, cafeteria of the office no i said grocery store he's at a cooler in a grocery store hey. got it got it do you want it do you want to hear uh, it again fellas uh yeah a little more motion, double time, maybe you know. Don't don't try and trip me up, all right? <laughs> this is a three-panel strip. Ragweed's at a cooler in the grocery store, and employees behind him. Ragweed says, "Chip-flavored water? Is this for real?" And the employee responds, "Oh yeah, it's brand new water. Comes in all flavors." Panel two. Ragweed now holds a bottle longingly and says, "Hmm, cheddar and onion flavor, huh?" And the employee responds, my favorite is dill pickle, or sometimes I suck on a good kettle cook. <laughs> Panel three, we now find Ragweed back at the office, and his co-worker asks, what are you drinking, Rag? Rag shouts, rippled! See, I'm trying to think of a sandwich that would get that same punch. You know, like to get yeah, that like punch what's a, line, what would that sandwich ha- be? Ham water? <laughs> Open-faced. <laughs> Open-faced <laughs> ham water. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think this can, for that reason, it, I don't know if it can be adapted to sandwiches. So I'm going to say rag. I'm going rag with hope. To hear the dag answer, but I'm going rag. Mitch Mitchell. Oh, rag! I said rag. Yeah, rag. Oh, it's it's a unanimous rag. rag. A rag all around. Rag around. Stumped the three of you. That's a <laughs> oh, dag wood oh, original. Really? Yeah, I'm excited now. I'll, 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 Excellent. I'll read her for you. All right. Oh, and by the way, Henning, good deduction or both. Mm. Yeah, I meant to say nobody buys rippled chips. I meant to say ruffled <laughs> chips. I meant to say yes. ruffled, but I, I had to say I had to go with it. All right, right it's like goes it, with water. Yeah, you're like the person says can liner instead of trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Bar gonna go to the store get some can liners. Like, what is that? Trash bags. Yeah, just say trash bags. Don't be an insane person. That guy's an alien. Hey, watch out. He's got a pistachio nutcracker. Yeah. <laughs> he just got done buying some can liners, 30 gallons. Um, okay, this is based on a, on a classic, you guys. So Dagwood is standing at a cooler, and he says, meat-flavored water? Is this for real? So, uh, Mitch, you were close. It's and then the, the old employee band says, oh, yeah, it's brand new. Water comes in all flavor. Next panel, Dagwood goes, hmm, chicken teriyaki, huh? And then the employee goes, my favorite is Hungarian goulash water. Or sometimes I sip on some Texas barbecue. And then the last panel, Dagwood's back at his office. His coworker says, what's that you're drinking, Dag? Wiener schnitzel. Wiener schnitzel. So it was a gross food gag the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Hungarian goulash. <laughs> but, you, but I noticed you didn't say sucking down a wiener schnitzel. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh my God, you guys! But that's why you put that joke in yeah, there. You that yeah. was you were inspired by the wiener. <laughs> so you're like, oh, what's funny about wiener? No, oh, no, sucking. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I read these linear. I hadn't even seen <laughs> the last panel. I hadn't even seen the last panel. I'd only adapted the second panel by the time I got to the third. But I want to know how that is the most unlimited form of water advertisement that I've ever heard. Like, oh yeah, water comes in all flavor now. I like Hungarian goulash. No, like this how? Is- this is a can what liner, a... can liner author. Yeah. That guy's, the guy who writes this comic strip in 1953? What a fucking lunatic. Meat flavored right, water. Right, that's insane. Texas yeah. barbecue, Hungarian goulash. I've never, it, 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 it reeks of milk in a pitcher on a table. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, but it's one of those comic strips that lasted for 50 years, right? So it's got that thing that all old comics do where they're trying to, Keep up with the times. Hey, water's big right now. Everyone's buying water that's flavored. That's that strikes me as this. Right, and I love their response was oh. like he kept going. He kept going beyond the fifties. That's so sad because yeah. the only way they can comment on society, like the one guy at the table, is like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I want to talk about the bottle water trend. We're a sandwich show here. Get me sandwich in that water commentary. God damn it. I love the bee in the bonnet of like, how dare you make water taste like a cherry? A cherry! (laughs) Right. We must comment on this. Water tastes like water. But What's more ridiculous than that? It tastes like shit or it doesn't. That's water. But I want to see it like, I imagine this water is like, uh, you know, putting the, the ship in the bottle, but it's just a sandwich. Shoved inside of a bottle of water. Like, what's that? It's like, oh, it's a Reuben in there. Like, look at that. It's infused. Reuben infused water. You know what? I do give Dagwood a lot of shit, but he truly did spawn. Like, Bill Cosby is just Dagwood. Um, Scandal noted, but Bill Cosby just loved sandwiches and chili dogs. Yeah. Like, that was his character. I should say um, Cliff Huxtable, I mean. But even Bill Cosby, we when know he was Bill on Cosby Oprah, left. like when he was on Oprah, like a like a fiend, Oprah's like, thanks for coming out, Bill. We've been trying to get you for a while. And she's like, and I know your favorite chili dog spot. And he was <laughs> licking his lips as some servant brought out a chili dog for him. <laughs> I don't know why that's in my head, but I mean, I remember that episode of Oprah. But you and I talked about that one <laughs> Bill Cosby episode. Chili dog. <laughs> right. 
on the Oprah show from a servant. Coated in poison. I built an immunity to it. Oh, my God. All right. Digression. But I got you, fellas. I got a good one for you here. Oh, man. All right. I stumped you on that one. You did. That was a triple stump. Guys, Grand slam on that one, Hansi. guys. This is this is truly a work of art here. We got another three panel strip. We see Ragweed. He's in the kitchen, looking distressed as he eyes an empty cupboard. Above him, a thought bubble explains. I knew I had chips. Question mark. Panel two. We see Ragweed's son Spud sitting on the couch in the living room, <laughs> munching on Rag's chips. Ragwood is behind him, looking upset. Panel three. It's the same visual as panel two with Spud and Ragweed behind him, but Ragweed is smiling, and above him added is a thought bubble stating, a chip off the old bag. <laughs> oh, God. I love it. I love the finisher. The pun. It's too good. Oh, chip man. off the old bag. Chip out of the old bag. Okay. Getting nothing from me but Brim. Spud too. This has totally reset my perspective after that last one. I can't trust my own judgment. Yeah, right. I feel like I took a multiple choice test, and I'm like, well, they just say go for C as often <laughs> as possible. <laughs> I'm, I'm going, uh, I'm going rag. I'll say Dag. I'm going Dag. Dagwood original. I'm going, I'm going Ragwood or Ragweed original Hansi. Ragweed. So. Casey, you're a rag. Mm-hmm. Mitchell, you're a dag. And I'm Henny, a dag. You're doubling up rag. Gentlemen, mm-hmm. chip off the old bag. It's straight out of this guy right here. That's a ragweed original. Oh, there you go. Too good. And his son is named Spud, too. That's a good detail. Well, the right. real, his son's real name, again, serial killer, what, comic was it artist. Salami? Baby Dumpling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And then in later that's, years, they changed his name to Alexander. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said they called him Dump. No. <laughs> but that dump. meant something different in the '60s. Right, right, right. It's a term of endearment. Right. <laughs> oh my god! Dump just meant where I sat. <laughs> just pull up oh, a dump. Oh yeah, I think, I think it like in the '50s, his it was a baby that they called Little Dumpling, but then. Later on, he grew up, and they still called him that. Dumpling. Yeah. Eventually changed the name. But but you think they went dumpling because it's food, or is that like... No, they went little dumpling because it was a baby. So he's like Desi And Arnaz- it was from the fifth. The Apple Junior? Dumpling I, I love that uh, Blondie and Dagwood, the strip felt beholden to have to turn this fictional baby into a grown right. man when they could have just been... He could just be little dumpling, little dump. For eternity. Yeah. But they're like, ah, now we got to age him up. And like, why? Well, what should we call him? Alexander? Or should he just name yeah. him? <laughs> what are we going to, what are we going to, what are we going to uh, keep him a baby and, and not move on to burritos with Dagwood? Yeah. Uh, guys, you could just. Up, he grew up and became a teenager as soon as the author had something to say about millennials. Oh, he's got. They, hate, they love popcorn. <laughs> They're a corn chip generation. Right. Spud. Gave up on spuds. He's a corn man. That's when he comes in. That's when he comes in with a Dorito shaped earring. 
Oh, that that's a whole – that's a Sunday strip. That's going to take nine yeah. panels. That Well, it's funny you mention it because I got the first four-panel coming your way. It's getting mm. intense, guys. I got a four-panel strip. Here we go. First panel, Ragweed. He's standing at the kitchen table. He's got a fresh bag of chips. He states, a new bag of chips is a gorgeous thing to behold. And then we see ring of the doorbell. Panel two, a delivery boy arrives. The door opens. He states, package for Mr. Bunksteed. Sign here. Ragweed holds out his bag of chips and states, okay, hold my chips while I sign. Panel three, we just see the door slam in Ragweed's face. Panel four, last panel, we see the delivery boy running away as he munches on the chips. Rag is watching him, and a thought bubble is above his head, and it states, run, Forrest, run. What? What? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> He had me until that last panel, Hansi. Yeah. I would have said. I know what I'm doing, gentlemen. I know what I'm doing. I was leaning towards Dag, too. But this could be a a early 90s curveball from the Dagwood team. Mm, mm, mm. Because we're switching to four-panel grid henning. We're stepping out. This is a modern. Oh, yeah. Updated the format, too. Mm. For this MTV age, we need four panels, man. So much more nuance to get across right. <laughs> in this new <laughs> right. uh, I don't know if I, who's, um, I'll, say, I'll, I'll say Ragwood I'm going to go Rag going to go Mitch, Rag original Mitch is going in with Rag I'll I'm going to go Daggy sorry huh Dag, Dagostinos oh no you're going Dag ah uh, I'm gonna. Re- I may regret it, but I'm going. I'm going rag. Going ragweed original. Yeah. Two I'm rags. I'm and going a dag. dag. Going dag and betting that Hans changed Run Forest Run Run from something that was more era appropriate. <laughs> Give me my uh, sandwich back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they <laughs> said. In Make that man a sandwich, Henning. You know you're getting you're getting good oh, at this. It's a I dag. Talked myself out of it. I can uh, I can explain <laughs> it to you here. It's as a dag. What was the pop culture reference that was from? It's the coming. It's coming, and it's just <laughs> as stupid as Run Forest Run. By the way, he runs away screaming, "How green was my valley?" He says, "Hey, that's the Green Mile." No, um, <laughs> right. So first one, Dagwood's making a sandwich. It's a gorgeous sight. Twelve angry sandwiches. I'm you sorry. see, <laughs> that's good. You see the ring. Telegram for Mister Bumstead. Sign here. Okay, hold my sandwich while I sign. Door slams. Next panel, last panel, you see the kid riding away on his bike, eating a sandwich, and Dag Thought Bubble just goes, Gone with the wind. Oh, that's good. Damn. That's Olivia de Havilland reference, so it's it's, it's current for rest, now. May, yeah. may she rest in peace. Rest in peace, Olivia de Havilland. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that happened recently? Yeah, was she was she 100 and... 18. No, yeah, no, no. HBO buried her in the casket with Gone with the Wind forever. Yeah. Never be seen yeah. again. The most overrated movie I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of movies. Did not. <laughs> Gone with the Wind, 
Big gone with a win. <laughs> more like gone with my more sandwich. More like gone with a nap. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll eat my <laughs> chips through that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, embarrassing for everyone. Except Olivia to have one. She was great. But anyway. I never saw it. I heard it was overrated. And it ruined my favorite band's name, Lady Antebellum. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, they're just... (laughs) What about the chicks? They can't even use Dixie anymore. Oh, did I tell you about about the chicks? The Dixie chicks? The Columbus Connection? Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. Got this... my, uh, My cousin gave me the Columbus Connection with the Dixie chicks in Columbus... And this is good for you music fans. Henning, you'll like this. Uh, Henning hates music. Love Henning it. hates music. <laughs> Hans, you'll like this too. You you kind of like country music. You like I good love country it. music. Yeah. Some of it, you know, the good stuff. Her dad, the the main Dixie Chicks mm-hmm. chick. The sorry. Dixie the one. little one. Dixie one. Dixie number one. The one up front. DC one. Her father produced and engineered an album. Uh in the early 70s, mm-hmm. a very artful, outlaw, obscure Texas country guy called Lubbock on Everything. Great title. Yeah, Sounds like a ragweed. Great album. I never heard of it. I was like, why have I not heard this album before? It was a great album. It's it's an amazing album. Lubbock on Everything. Check it out. I forget the guy's name. It's going to come to me in a second. But you know those statues, the, the deer? They got those corny oh, statues of the, the deer. Horny, yeah. There's like deer on a bridge downtown, yeah. and like they're going like this. In downtown Columbus, like looking at the water, what you think is them looking a deer looking? You can match it up to a statue of a deer laying down. So yeah. If, if you were to line it up sightwise, it looks like they fucking. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. it, it, these statues. The guy that made the album Lubbock on Everything is that the artist that did that. He was commissioned oh. to do that. He was also a sculptor. No shit. So when you see those teach the statues, the deer also made a really great country album produced by the Dixie Chicks. Full circle gets the square, whatever. There you go. There you go. That's so all I got. Those statues are associated with the Dixie Chicks. Tear them the fuck down. Hurt, hurt. <laughs> Tear them down. Take them down with Columbus. Yeah. Take them in the same truck with Columbus, and put them in the thing. Throw you know, I heard that uh, that uh, citizens in Berlin did not want all of the swastikas removed because they wanted to piss and shit on them for years afterwards, and they're like. <laughs> Leaves the statues here, and uh, we will use them as toilets. Just put That's a sticker a in your own toilet, <laughs> right? And then pee on it. <laughs> yeah, we don't need. Bitch, statues. don't share that information because now they're going to use it here. They're like, don't take my racist statue. Right. I want to piss and shit on it. For yeah, yeah, let me pee pee on this guy. But you know, you can cut him open. He's probably hollow. You got a basin going on. You got a <laughs> Christopher Columbus basin situation. Fill it full of. Of the most overrated person in human <laughs> history. <laughs> Just, you know, bleed out in the water. They used to have a goddamn Pentanina in Santa Maria over on the fucking oh, Cuyahoga. That was ridiculous. That's, yeah, that's a weird, like, side art. There's so many. Obviously, I live in the Deep South, so, like, they are actually starting to take down a bunch of statues that, basically, they need to just, as Indiana Jones would say, they belong in a museum. It makes right, yeah, perfect yeah. sense. Right. There's no or argument a toilet. to be had. But the thing, <laughs> the thing about it is, museum. all I hear a toilet all museum. day <laughs> is arguments, and it's like, right. but I don't even. Here's my argument. Like, there's no argument. I'm just gonna walk away from you. You're not. Yeah, there you're, isn't. You're one. screaming into the wall. I don't give a yeah. shit that. And but their one argument could be like, but I want it up so we can hate it. 
<laughs> oh yeah. god yeah right sure buddy okay. sure you right do. right oh, god i, I just... remember our mistakes I'm like well you're kind of live down put it on put it in a pit Right. No, no, no. You Put it in a trough, piss trough. trough, trough. Yeah. I just looked up. I didn't realize this. I was like, oh, that name of that bridge is definitely racist. But I didn't know it was the most racist thing that it could possibly be. The Edmund Pettus Bridge that John Lewis, um, Congressman John Lewis, mm-hmm. took his famous uh, civil rights stand and walked across the bridge yeah. and oh, got yeah, the Selma. shit beat out of him. Right. Edmund Pettus... And it's still named that. It's been named that, and they've had a march over that bridge ever since that historical event happened to honor that event. But it's still on the Edmund. P- Edmund Pettus was the Grand Dragon of that chapter's oh, Ku Klux Klan. Like, it's just like that is so wild to me that even now, and you asked John. They asked John Lewis numerous numerous times. He's like, they're like, don't you think it should be changed? He's like, what do you want me to? You want me to change it? He's like. You guys right. live here. Yeah. It's your choice to change it. And then yeah. basically they're all like, yeah, then we're not going to change it. Then we're not going to change it. Right, 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 right. Oh, and I looked at that people. up. So heartbreaking. Like, and all it takes is you just got to file the paperwork. That's it. Yeah, right. but That's then it. I got to workshop the other names. And we know we've been in <laughs> the naming of a sketch troupe. That takes five hours. Right. It right. has no historical value. But it's just like, and we well, changed it and then changed it back. Yeah, exactly. So is like, the name of the bridge going to be Jerk Practice or the Jerk Practice? I don't right. know. Just keep it Edmund Pettus. It's too much. <laughs> but and the even Nazi that, party. like that is such a toss up because then they're even like, hmm. All right. Yeah, he's a racist. But who can we name it after? Yeah, I know. Like, like, like there's, there's, there's it's like once something is named. They realize that once something's been canonized in that weird uh, industrial civic way, they're like, oh, God, now the pressure's on. I'm like, what did you do in the first place? You just grabbed an asshole and just, put his name up. Like, what asshole. fucking difference does it make? Just like, get the next most famous asshole. Yeah, who is the employee of the year for this, the <laughs> municipal garbage company? Like, just put that guy's name or up once a year. Name Change it, it after an animal or a plant. <laughs> right, right. Call what it is- the praying mantis bridge. But, like, so even in New York, it, like, yeah, that's the thing, like, what what's the word, like, s- stationary names or, or names that have been in place for so long? Because even in New York, mm-hmm. right, they were like, we should call the 59th Street Bridge the RFK Bridge. And everybody's like, what's wrong with 59, eh? You don't like that street? My it's mother was born on Bumble. that street under that bridge. <laughs> Right. My father died at fifty nine, and I will die if you change the number. Right. The Yankees won in goddamn well fifty eight, and fifty nine was a good but year. Still, I was remembering it the next year. All right. Yeah, that's so stupid. People are fucking dumb. We should all live in a just a white, touchless void, and just be done with. with right. We always just make stupid decisions. Even the. You know what? Let's replace this Confederate soldier with a giant spoon with a cherry in it. Oh, real abstract. What are you, some kind of food hater? Right, right. That was an inside yeah. Minneapolis joke. Um, all right. <laughs> this one is rough. But then I got a bonus. So you're not going to... I got I got one and a bonus. It's another four panel, and then you'll get to the bonus. But I think I'm going to get you on this one. Four panel strip. Panel one. We see ragweed. He's balancing multiple bags of chips on each arm as he makes his way to the kitchen table. Whoa. All right, panel two. 
Ragweed has his chips all laid out on the table in front of him. He shouts, Bindi, will you please bring me my paint mixer? Panel three. We see Rag dumping the chips into a bucket. Bindi asks, what are you doing? Rag responds, I'm tired of my chips feeling apart lately. Panel four. Dag's pulling out a handful of chips out of the bucket, and he states, So now I mix them all together with dip. Hmm. Hans pleased with himself. Uh, I literally said this, uh, I'll tell you afterwards. Let's just say, let's just say, when working on this one, I said out loud to Meg, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and that can be that can be an adaptation and we've in done selection in rag original. I just said, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Written, whatever, adapted. I'm going dag. I'll say a rag. I'll go rag. Rag. Mitch has I'll faith in you. And Henning has faith that this is the dumbest thing you've ever written. On your own. Uh, <laughs> on, yeah. so on it, your own cognizance. So it is. <laughs> no adaptation. The dumbest thing I've it, ever written down, adapting it from a Dagwood original. Oh, <laughs> wow. So, so this will take some work. <laughs> so in the first panel of the Dagwood original, you see Dagwood. On his arms, he's balancing all the fixings for a sandwich. So much. He's got, you know, bread, loaves, uh, meats, all this thing. Panel two, he's making his sandwich, stacking it high. Blondie, will you please bring me my big drill? Next panel, she walks in, says, what are you doing? And Dagwood's drilling into his sandwich. He says, my sandwiches have been coming apart lately. And then the last panel, he says... So now I dowel them together with a Frankfurter. <laughs> In my adaptation, he has a paint mixer and he's putting his chips into a bucket and he says, I'm tired of my chips feeling apart lately. And then in the last panel, he says, so now I mix them all together with dip. And then I said, I don't know. this is the he... dumbest thing I've ever written. <laughs> You went pretty far afield with that adaptation. I'm going to claim victory. It has a tool. Both snacks are falling apart. They use Uh another food product to put them together. I'm with Hans. It's not too far astray. It follows his logic of chip. If you you mutate (laughs) this comic from sandwich to chip, there are rules involved. Chips and dip. I mean... Sandwiches and frankfurters, I and guess. I had to bring dip. Yeah, is it French place. onion or is it is it a random cheese, like a random <laughs> can of cheese dip? With, it's so it's he's, not a, he's not a it's French dip onion man. It's a it's a dare. It's a it's a cream based dip. It's a sure. cream based. It's a it's a French onion it's or some sort of some sort of like a, a bacon French onion. Cream city. Cream city. It's just a dip called Cream City. No, that's an aside. Guys, Hans guys, sent us a picture yeah. of a Jersey Milwaukee 
used to be called Cream City. You can get it still. Oh, that's yeah. The, the Milwaukee's war Milwaukee Disgusting. Bucks, who are a great team, by the way. Holy shit! Um, they wore special jerseys that said Cream City, and I'm watching the game. I'm going like, what the fuck am I? What is this? And I'm Meg and I were like, too. I don't know, Dairy, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, yeah. Cream. It's based on Milwaukee was originally constructed out of these cream-colored bricks made from a cream-colored mud that can only be found uh, in like the Waskegon River Basin. So it the was forever called river. the cream, right. cream City. Oh man! Uh, uh, these buildings are. It's almost like they're made of best asbestos. <laughs> no cream bricks. <laughs> We're so white, even our bricks are creamy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't burn down cream. <laughs> no, because I mean, in in a really, you bring a sad statement. When we did a show and visited Milwaukee, that city's beautiful city segregated. Holy oh, completely. Shit. Yeah, I remember there was a pr- the pr- the program about the riot on TV. We watched yeah. it that night. That night, and we were like, "It's like, are they showing this twenty four seven? Just 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 to tell people go like, get." Out of here, like the white people are insane. God, we did. Man. I think we talked about it possibly before. Like literally, the idea of crossing the railroad tracks—it's literally that's yeah—happened to us in Milwaukee. Yeah, it's not a metaphor like, in Milwaukee. They're like, no. "Oh, you went over there to get gas?" They're like, "Yeah, we saw the gas station." Went, oh, right. Somebody told us that. Oh God. No, why'd you go over there? And we're like, "Because we saw a gas station." Like, <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Guys, We're from New York. Everything's a railroad track. You see my tattoo? It says 59. The Kennedys were fucking Catholics. Right. One Guys, thing, I think... We, oh, go ahead. What you, oh, I was, I was telling this the other day to uh, uh, my co-worker, who's uh, 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 not like hardcore Italian, but he's like Italian from Iowa. You know what I mean? He's not like. <laughs> oh, no, no, I <laughs> yeah. don't think so. <laughs> but uh, he's <laughs> Italian for miles. But uh, he's you know he's a smart guy, and uh, we were talking about issues and everything. And I told him about all right the, the idea that we had long time ago about uh, Italian American culture in New York, and about how. Henning, you mentioned the Renaissance earlier and like how the founders, like the pillars of, of culture and science, philosophy, architecture, painting, music, music, especially music, mm-hmm. the terms of music are been, were invented mm-hmm. on the continent of Italy. And then you get to New York and then uh, I remember the Columbus Day Parade. I had no idea what the deal was. Like I remember the first time I was there and I was like, everybody's out. And I was like, what the fuck? fuck is going on and i was like columbus yeah. like this is what you're going on the wall for christopher yes. columbus like you could li- right. there's a there's a thousand people in front of you that whose knowledge and learning are going to last until the sun burns us out you but you're going to the wall for columbus no he's the best like da vinci is going to yeah. be in the top 50 guy, you know what i mean the guy yeah, drew but killer you guys bat know ones. the history behind like the columbus day parade and shit right I yeah, mean, like the Knights of Columbus, like there's like a whole kind of men's club kind of founding fathers kind of there, entitlement was, thing. That was prior, but like the actual Columbus like day parade was legit straight up white supremacist going like we need a oh, good, yeah, we believe- need a good white. We need a oh, like really? it was a trick white. They're like 
Columbus mm. discovered oh, it. We're all here. So, so let's just so call it, it way, Columbus Day and not okay. Fat White Day. Right, right. Or Italian American Day. Like that's too much. So it was a way of them making an appeasement of like It wasn't even Italian. It was, you know, just uh just a bunch of fat whites and then Italians were like, Hey, that's us too. We like him. <laughs> we don't have a day. <laughs> we don't have a day. I don't think I characterized that right, actually. That wasn't right. That wasn't right. <laughs> that was former uh Governor Cuomo. <laughs> Right. Mario Cuomo going, hey, we don't got a day. Let's do it. Come on, fellas. Guys, you know, I my I just got, found some actual love for Mario Cuomo. Do you know what he does? Do you know what his hobby is? And it's like one, it's got to be, it's right up, it's right up my alley. It's right up your alley, but it's like. Slot a, car racing? He fucking loves. <laughs> he loves. It's It's almost as good. He loves poster design. He loves to design oh. posters, so he made a COVID nineteen like victory poster, and like he, it's a serious oh, thing. Right. Like he's like everything I select has symbolism and meaning, and if you go back, I use this psychedelic furs like poster when they played like the really? Roxy, and yeah, like he's really into it. So he, if you guys go online and look up his COVID nineteen victory poster, it's like. This moon, this rocket going over the moon, that represents the peak. And it's like, it's like, holy shit. His hobby is creating poster art. Oh, you mean this Governor Cuomo? I was... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking Andrew Cuomo. I know you're talking about Mario Cuomo. I, I thought his dad was still alive and then also designing, like, Drew Struzan as, like, I really love Last Jedi. So I laid out this beautiful thing. Right, <laughs> yeah. He's 105 years old. Mario Cuomo <laughs> liked collecting um, uh, what are those cigar bands? <laughs> right. I saw that poster out there on Facebook. It made the rounds and was getting torn to shreds for. Well, it's cool that he's into it, but it's really terrible design. I'm sure, I, I didn't I even see. It. I'm sure it's anything. awful. But it's like I guess I, if you're gonna, you know, I didn't know it was the governor who did it. It's the contrast because he seems like such a meathead and he's also should be too busy for some strenuous poster design. But he likes, you know, Kennedy gave out coins during the Cuban Missile Crisis. He gives you a rolled up poster in a, you know, a cardboard tube. You got to frame it yourself. Right. I'll sign it. You like the psychedelic furs? There's a poster about disease. Doesn't matter. You go. Oh, God. Um, Guys, guess what? All of that scores out the window. This is the only one that matters. You got to get this baby right. This is the single panel. So Casey, I don't know what day of the what day of the week a single panel, but I mean that's the money day of the week. Single panel. Yeah, go Sunday. This is a, I think. You know what? This it's is full yep. color. This is full color single panel. You have one panel. In the panel, you see Ragweed. He's in the driver's seat. His wife Bindi is in the passenger seat. They're in their car, but the glove box is open and chips are spilling out onto Bindi's lap and she does not look happy. And Ragweed is just saying, what? Gloves are overrated. Oh my God. It's so beautifully simple. Because <laughs> it could just be fucking salami slices. <laughs> It's a lot of story and a lot of action for one I panel. I know. I, right. That's why it's so big. Art, artfully done. It's like a Cuomo poster. 
<laughs> the glove bo- the gloves represent the PPE, Henry. Right. <laughs> right. And all the sandwich flying out the window is the lives of those old people I killed when I yeah, yeah like COVID yeah like what what uh, 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 yeah what uh, uh, rock poster featured a glove box full of some sort of alternate material like <laughs> I saw a Mekons poster in '82 and uh, I love the Mekons. <laughs> the other there's um, another like you know how those comic book artists get a little dark so he parodied his own comic strip and in it. Um, She's got the glove box, and out of it is rolling a, a, a tube of headstone cleaner, and he just says, I've killed our, I've killed our son. <laughs> oh, man, this is for all the marbles? Don't worry, you won't use all of it. The headstone is small. <laughs> it's unmarked. It's wood. It's unmarked. Yeah, it's wood. It's wood. Where is it? It's behind the house. I buried it behind the house for fuck's sake. I'm not a maniac. I want to spend money on it. He's just a hippie. He just uses vinegar and water. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, I'm going rag. I'll go rag. I'll say rag. Ragweed originals for the finish for all the marbles. I'll be contrarian and go dag, even though I, I kind of think it's rag. Hedging my bets, I know. Dag, dag, because it. Yeah, I could see Dagwood doing this, and and Blondie, getting all up in arms about it, just sandwich smeared all over. Guys, it is a it Dagwood as cold cuts yes. come spilling. No, I'm Damn just kidding. It. It's a ragweed original. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's brilliant. And Henny, because you lost, you have to um, illustrate it for us. I was I was thinking of doing one of these. What? I liked the, Gloves uh... are overrated. <laughs> Which one did you like, Henny? I like I liked the uh, the water one. <laughs> yeah, the water one's good. I would do. Oh, I'll send you. Yeah, I'll send you the the copy. Send of the me water the script. One. I'll send you the. Uh, I'll have it by on your desk by the morning, Mister no. Bunksteed. I forgot if that was a dagweed or I got to do a ragweed original. You got to do a ragweed original. Um, Can't just yeah co- copy dagwood. That's empty empty cupboard with Spud, a chip off the old bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you get to do Spud, so we get two characters. Yeah, I want to see baby Spud. <laughs> ragweed original was also um, putting the empty bag in the copy machine. Restock. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> because that gets the dust you get to do you get to have the chip dust come down and the crest falling i'm not gonna tell you how to do your work but oh hey hans you'll like this when i was on uh vacation yeah this is a little i was on vacation in lovely uh cleveland i went to this uh this nice deli one of the best delis in cleveland called corky and lenny's and uh they got uh a reuben quesadilla I do like it's that. I bet it's majestic. Amazing. It's a it's majestic. It's huge. It's got to be. It's, it's the cool same thing. It. It's a Reuben, but they give you a big, nice kosher pickle on the side, and it's just cut like a quesadilla. There's no bread. It's just the quesadilla, it's the flour tortilla with the Reuben shit inside. It but do they blows use, my mind. Do they use corned no. beef or um, or pastrami? You can choose. You can oh, do either. Then that's a classic deli right there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, hey. But it's, but it's also not... 
I guess a Reuben isn't traditionally because Reuben can't be kosher because it's dairy and meat together, right? Yeah, it's a reform. It's a reform neighborhood. But I always, I guess, I always <laughs> thought Reubens were traditionally like delicatessen fare, but it couldn't be, could it? I guess with the cheese, probably not. Huh? Yeah, you're not. You cannot not have a Reuben in a deli anywhere. You know what I mean? No you do gonna... now. Yeah, like even cats. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They they don't adhere. Yeah. Like you can get it kosher. Like they say it. Like you you gotta, you know, uh, request request the kosh. Ruben. Yeah, you can or you can order that stuff now. You know that they got they got cats packages. Oh, I, I knew you that. Could, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get like a half loaf, like a door with the mustard like and then from, the meat from them, like a package. Cats, yeah. I hope doesn't change. I mean, I, I obviously I don't literally couldn't eat a single thing other than maybe I couldn't even have their Pickle. pickles. But cats, just the <laughs> those tables, those it just shouldn't change at all. Just that very. Yeah. Old school matzah. You do matzah. Though. You do matzah ball soup. I I don't know what's in a matzah. I'd have to I'd have to look into it. I, I bet they use like a chicken stock or something. Yeah, they got to. That's true. You can get a chicken I, I, gun. But I, I never was a yeah. big fan of matzah ball soup. Anyway, was it the wet cracker idea? It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that. It's that. Cra- like, wet cracker. Hey, here's some uh, wet bread inside of uh, your bowl. I don't like dense wetness. It's yeah, like it's, it's like a paper towel ball. Exactly. It's like you're eating a paper towel with some dill in it. <laughs> yeah, too much dill too. I only yeah. like di- I only like dill on my chips. You're the one who came up with meat water. I that yeah. was a Dagweed original or that was a Dagwood. Oh, was I went I did chip oh, yeah, I was yeah. chip water. <laughs> that was Teddy the really wants you to take your time machine back, club him on the head, steal that one off his drawing board. Oh, I remember meat flavored gum. I mean, I yeah, I remember in, introducing my grand, my eighty year old grandmother. Uh, this was years ago, but uh, she's ninety thousand now. But uh, uh, to the p- pickled flavored chips, oh, you know this, yeah. the pickle seasoning chips like that wasn't a big. Those are amazing. I don't know how soon they had them in bigger cities, but in the Midwest, <laughs> we only had them like five years ago, and uh, I had never seen them, and because uh, I was so out of touch after leaving the big city. <laughs> And uh, I was like, the chips I was like, what is York? this? Pickle flavored? Just pickle and chips? I'm like, this can't be. And I tried and was like, I'm going to eat this whole fucking bag. And I, 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 it. I gave it to my grandma. And, and my grandma went nuts. She was like, these are the best chips I've ever had. This is great. I'm going to eat these all the time. I was like, this is really good. I was like, okay. You want me to get some more? I was like, it's just the better version just, of sour cream and is, onion chips. Superior. Keep feeding yeah. grandma those uh, dill chips. You're going to need some of that uh, special spray. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, she's, she's not long now for the for the chipyard. Um, the chipyard. <laughs> dill pickle chips. That's terrible. They, I'm, going straight, have... I'm going straight to hell. No, 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 no. The vinegar ratio is off on that. You can't. The, yeah. Even, even um, salt and vinegar. I love them, but. That yeah. it's like a powder. I don't know how you powder vinegar, but the acidity really can cut. It'll give you a cut on the side of your tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Can't finish a whole bag of that. I need. But you'll try. I need salt and vinegar material. Now that we're talking. <laughs> Ooh, you missed a big market. Well, they, yeah, but there's another one about chips. If you got, you're gonna go salt and vinegar. You're gonna go a, a thick chip, or you're like the nice cheap light. You know I'm what I mean? Like light, I'm a light the, chip the, guy. I'm a the light, light chip. Yeah. I don't, I don't need a substance. dense chip. I don't need a burlap chip. 
<laughs> because like you said, Hansi, like the flavor is already going to give me the, the burns. I don't need a, I don't need you rake in my mouth with like a yeah. broken glass. Yeah, kettle, exactly. It's true. Kettle this is true. This is true. It's true. A nice light chip. You can really pile it on. Then it's just flavor. That's all yeah, I want. They yeah. Made, they made, remember when like, I think Jay Leno was advertising them. They were called like Tostitos thick. And I was like, come oh. on guys. <laughs> A double thick corn chip. Just eat a break. <laughs> Tortita. Oh, God. It's just drywall. Oh, fellas. I could go on this forever because I, I, I make dips. Are you a living, dip? So. Do you make, use like a... I'm the dip professional. Everyone, if, they, if, if someone's making a dip and I come into that kitchen, they're like, wait, it's not done. It's not done. Mitch, can you taste it to make sure it's okay? And like... I'll let you know. Give me that thick yellow corn chip, and let me see if Pico is good. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I do a good shit. You know what the secret is for dip. Pico? You know pick Pico? Yeah. Pico? You gotta make some Pico? It's not a dip, but yeah. It's a, you dip a chip in it. It's a, I call it considered a dip. Is it the it's a, a topping. <laughs> it's a guy. <laughs> Can you put a chip in it? Yeah, but you wouldn't put chip dip in a taco. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, it's something you can dip that you can also put on eggs and inside tortillas and uh, you know what I mean. Anyway, it's a condiment. It's a condiment, not a dip. Condiment, 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 condiment. I live in the <laughs> so Midwest. So you're a condiment I gotta, guy. I got to keep it simple. Uh, you and Joe Gould, Mitchell sucks yeah. down the pico. You go get the right. free salsa. Right, like he gets the like you know what you can do? Just eviscerated tomatoes instead of the ketchup. Like really? Like yeah, it's a dip. Does that count? I'm like, yeah, it kind of does. Come on, Joe. Let's go tell stories. <laughs> orange juice. Orange juice. Squeeze orange juice in your pico de gallo. Oh, I can see. Yeah, you got to have citrus. Why orange? Though? Oh. That's a little sweet. No, you will not be making a lot of I make like 40 pounds at a time. Because so. then you can do, <laughs> then you can have crappy tomatoes. Because if you don't get enough sweetness from the tomato, mm. you get a little kick from that OJ. Mm. Onions. I see it. Yeah. Good, good onions are the secret to everything. I'm they really apprentice. are. Apprentice Boy. dip man. Whoa, you're, you're, onions. You're, 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 um, yeah, what would you call Pat. it? What would a dip maker, <laughs> the dip maker and my apprentice, I had to I'm make the... dip with him for three years and I lived under his stairs. <laughs> the dip smith. <laughs> the dip, thank you, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> Let's go down and see the dip smith. This Game of Thrones season is the worst. <laughs> wow, stretch. I'm just mashing a bunch of avocados in the corner. With a bunch of buxom naked women behind you and a dragon. It's like, they just CGI and naked women as these two dudes just make dip and talk about family matters. Start squeezing limes. I'm like, what's he talking about? Now! I remember uh, there was, there's an old story of lore that uh, my brother used to have, my oldest brother used to have a wild friend named Todd. And my brother was like, more reserved he really like was into D D and reading and he's super intelligent but even those smart guys they have you know the vinnie de bone you know they got their their <laughs> friend boner and that was his buddy todd who was just a wild man like skateboarding but they were like you know it was a proximity so they'd been friends forever so he and i was there for this and he claims he didn't do it he um crashed a D D night so these guys are having like an intense D D night and they have a nice jar of or not jar, but a, a, um, a plastic container of um, French onion dip. And he comes in, and he's like, you're French onion dips. And he took his pants down 
and oh. farted in their tip. And it's stuck in my head to this day. And he's like, it was at my brother's wedding 20 years ago, uh, 19 years ago. And I was, I was like, that Todd, I saw you pull your pants down like shorts and underwear and bare like grunt into that dip. And he's like, I didn't do it, man. I was like, why would I make that up, Todd? Like, why would I make up this image? And then put of that you? on you. Yeah. It, like it just so that's that's like the famous dip story of lore oh, God. Todd, the wild man he's got a band now it's called like Eaglefoot out of sioux falls <laughs> check him out i mean i should put a link to him i bet they're awesome todd's a good guy but he's a he took he's a great guy he took a fire he'll ruin a dip some... though like a champion <laughs> right. yeah that that <laughs> that's that's his that's his bad off the head story as far as rock yeah, is concerned yeah. like <laughs> yeah. hey man you know, he once farted into some French O dip, man. That guy's crazy. Uh, oh. You don't want to see what he'll do to guacamole, am yeah. I right, guys? Yeah, that guy shreds. <laughs> and farts. He snorted a line of sour cream and onion off of my toes. Isn't Oh, my God, Mitch, tell me you listened to the podcast, um... Uh, what's it called? Um, follow the Musqua down to Gorky Park. Wind of Change. Oh, oh, I I know who that, I know that song. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a podcast that investigate that apparently that song was actually written by the CIA to help disband the USSR in a more timely fashion. So it was written as like an anti-communist oh. song. You got to listen to that podcast. That is, I know, right I up saw something. I would list, I would love that, and I know I saw something about. Was that the Scorpions? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. But I saw East something German. about. Yeah, I saw something about. Uh, uh, what the fuck documentary was it? It wasn't that uh, Red Army one. It wasn't the uh, the hockey one. That was really great. Oh, that one. That's amazing hockey thing. That's a great because that guy's like this when he's just flipping the guy off when he's talking. But uh, it was something about that that era, and they said like saxophones were banned. Oh, and, like you and, couldn't you couldn't listen to saxophones like after like the fifteenth <laughs> like there was no record that had saxophones on it like that was considered this just, imperialist American I mean that's that's thing that's and they're like they the specifically singled out saxophone music and like you imagine like in Russia you'd be like something I'm missing in this in this bar right now I don't know what it is uh, so get this yeah, so, no John Coltrane so that song comes out and somehow. They're, they're from East Germany, so they've played the USSR, but they have banned all American rock music. And somehow this American record producer uh, and manager who represents Modley Crew, Skid Row, Ozzy fucking Osbourne, and yeah. the Scorpions manages to put on a huge metal festival mm-hmm. over the Iron Curtain. In which, like, this... And they're like, how did that happen? They're like... they, And so they tell the story about this rock plane with all these... With Ozzy Osbourne, Motley Crue, all these guys partying on a one-way jet across into the USSR. And they're like, but how did they let them even get off the plane? Like, they were doing, like, crystal meth and they had, like, all these drugs. And they were like, they yeah. didn't even check their passports. And they're like, how, how is that possible other than some other money yeah. yeah pay people yeah you, you it's called winds of change i think i've talked about it on the pod but everybody should you know 
first take the that sounds great and then, and then check it out but I, I read something with one of the scorpions guys because i think they were called i don't think it was ufo what were they called ufo before but anyway they got some like cr- just some street cred and <laughs> like the metal and the metal of like when they were younger you know in the 70s mm-hmm. they had some re- legit rocking albums and they just just cashing in in the 80s but uh one of the I swear to God, I read this. One of the guys from the Scorpions just flippantly mentioned that he went to a murder party once in Italy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I went to a party and they murdered someone in Italy. Anyway, the third album we made, like, just like brushed it over. Like, it was just a crazy scene. There's people, there's Satanists and things in Italy. Like, anyway, they murdered someone at this party. Um, we we were kind of uh, new at the time. We were and... arguing whether purple or blue for the <laughs> album just cover. About it. That's my favorite aspect of like hardcore metal, like eighties bands, because they talk to the Scorpions. And by the way, Winds of Change is still like the all time greatest selling single globally in history. Scorpions have had like thirty albums. They're like this, yeah. We don't think of them because they're a German band, but they're the most successful. Definitely metal band of all time. Great album covers. A great album covers, but then yeah, they'll be talking and he'll be like, "Yeah, so you know, I I don't know why is it he just has a very yeah I know he's rushed they're they're yeah 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 so they're Oasis you know yeah yeah they're just super sophisticated and he's like so I decided to go with skulls on both my butt cheeks at a show in Greece because you know one skull's not enough and it's just like (laughs) God I love fucking sophisticated butt rockers that like when they're on stage it's just they're these characters but they'd just be just as comfortable going back in time with heading to the renaissance and like i think Degas, yeah, yeah. he wasn't I, a renaissance guy was no he? but i i think the spinal tap took that uh that smell the glove album joke from one of the scorpions album covers which is like an, an a, a man that's probably in his 30s wearing like khakis and he's, I think he's got like black gloves on or something. Maybe not. I don't know. And there's like a young girl sitting down and he's like reaching for his. It's extremely suggestive, oh, but it's a really okay. good, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a photograph. You're like, oh, yeah. this is a well done photograph. And you're like, what the what hell is happening? Like, Jesus Christ. And then they did the, uh, not Del Close. That's the comedy guy. Henning, who's the guy that does the images? That's uh, one image that makes the Chuck bigger Close. image. Like Chuck Close. Chuck Close. Chuck Close. Yeah. I remember because he was at a. Uh, catered event in uh, the new museum that, that I was at. And he, he looked like he was a cyborg because he had a chair that could oh, climb yeah. stairs. And uh, he did. He had like the most expensive chair that you could have and had three wheels on it and it rotated and he comes up the stairs. I'm standing <laughs> holding an hors d'oeuvre tray and I see him rise up through like the new museum and I'm like, the fuck is this? And it was like, it's shut close. I'm like, oh, that guy shits gold bricks. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that's who that is. Let me lean down and see if he yeah. wants some uh, uh, hors d'oeuvres, maybe some pigs in a blanket <laughs> but uh he, he had the fa- i love that he's the most this amazing successful living artist and he is and he's a genius and he paints spectacular pictures using his mouth now because he has some mm-hmm. form of he doesn't do much of his he does a lot of stuff where he he, he has a staff that does it he'll design it and then other people will do the the hard labor sure kind of like kind of like warhol did but like because you know <laughs> but i just hate the image that like He's like, you know, he just is this magnanimous figure mm-hmm. in culture, pop culture, American culture. And then at an event, you're sure putting like yeah. cocktail wieners directly into his mouth, like right. or, or <laughs> pushing his jaw to right. put you in. Or the, the best part is he's like, no, no, no. 
But then on the end of that paintbrush in his mouth is the doggy bag where he's like, you better fill that shit to the top because I'm taking pigs in a blanket right. home. Yeah. And I'm yeah. eating that shit later. Oh, but his his famous uh, self-portrait was a Scorpions album cover was the one with the guy with the forks folded into his eyes. You ever seen that guy's got bandages around his head? He's got like two, like a fork in each eye and it's folded around his head and he's, he's bearded and he's screaming. That's like a so. Chuck Close yeah. self-portrait. Wow. He's like, yeah, look up Scorpion's album covers and you'll you'll see it. Exi- that, that's Chuck Close. So like that was one of his first big breaks was a Scorpion's <laughs> album cover. That they, somebody somebody saw that and they're like, yes, I don't know what's happening. But it's, it's, it's kind of like the suggestive thing that we had. Like, yes, but it's not suggestive. It's just someone sticking forks in their fucking eyes. <laughs> Is it the Who's five Chuck in one Rose? kitchen utensil, which is what the yeah, scorpions right. probably use? Right. Is this is a serrated edge for people clearing out their storage? <laughs> I just have one utensil. Can't you just picture that? And you're just like, so how are you getting along, Grandpa? He's like, I'm good. I'm good. And just opens one drawer. It's completely bare. <laughs> oh, just to God. this one utensil in the one. drawer. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, man. And then in the background on the TV is playing, you know. A car ride, you know. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh boy! Because you, because it is the opposite. Like my mother's an empty nester, and like when I go home, and you know, it's the same house I grew up in. That top drawer that has all the silverware in it, that that little metal, that metal uh, uh, guide runner that holds the drawer. You know what I mean? That yeah. makes oh, yeah. it slide back and forth. Is completely dilapidated because there's so much silverware in there. So you got the door goes like down into the cupboard. You got to like shimmy it out. Like, mom, there's 400 pounds of silverware in this fucking top drawer. She's like, well, if you want some, I'm like, you don't need any of these. But you can't say that. You're like, there's enough silverware here for all that's right. A family of five. Damn it. Here you go, mom. (laughs) It's so much silverware. Still can't. Take some, Mitch. Take some, Mitch. I have. I have. I don't have. I don't have a need anymore. She still can't buy a spatula, though. Good God. What is it about? (laughs) No one knows. Or make a good dip. Condiment. Mitch Mitchell Mitchell uses his five in one utensil as a bookmark for his why Lincoln defended the Irish. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Glasses down, magnifying over it. Let me tell you they, why Lincoln was a racist. Right. <laughs> Against whites. Yes. <laughs> he loved indentured servitude. Oh, God. Somebody tried to invent an avocado... Um, Just a, that's an it. avocado yeah. d- d- device to remove the pits to make guacamole. Mm-hmm. Like, Because I, I, I would always... Ma- I've made more than fucking anybody in the fucking fucking was midwest called a spoon yeah and i was like but they go i, I would always say if someone could invent a, invent a tool that cuts them takes the seed out and then mm-hmm. digs them out and throws them in like if you got a if you got a three and one right here <laughs> you're you're living on the moon for the rest of your life I was like this is gonna, the best thing is going to crack the code and there is one and they had one in another department and i used it and it's the biggest piece of shit that i've ever seen like I'm, like I'm like this doesn't somebody just made this and like they did a commercial and then it worked a few Just times. I'm yeah. like, I am cutting up six cases of avocados, 40 avocados in a case. And this yeah. guy's like, yeah, this will work. This works <laughs> the when the you... spoon's like this big. And you're like, they didn't crack it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, the, salva- it's not the, uh, the Salvation Army knife. I almost said the Salvation Army knife. The, the Swiss Army knife. Guess that, what? At the men's that's shelter... You yeah. get one of those knives just when you yeah 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 right rubber of course but. <laughs> yeah. that's a different knife. 
killed him with a five in one. <laughs> right. It's a it's a spork with an empty pin casing with aluminum foil on the end of it. God. I was gonna say, what are you with your avocados? I mean, you got to be a half it and then a knife in the center, pull it out, right? Or do you every time, thousands yeah. of times? Yeah. That's how it works. Beep, beep, beep. Yes, it's quick. Anyway, that. that's boring. Learned, yeah. But no, yeah, it's not. It's avocado lore. You're a condiment man. <laughs> You're a dipster. Can Just you watch not... out for Todd. Dipster. Dipster. <laughs> Dipsmith. Dipsmith. <laughs> they had to have a good dip. They had to have, I mean, you know, dips go back centuries, I'm sure. What would to you do? Time dip? immemorial. Yeah. They had to precede soups. I mean, you have oh, yeah. all this flavorless mm. food, so what are you going to do? You're going to make a rub out of, you know, peppers and dirt, and you dip your, you know, <laughs> wings in it. <laughs> right, because everything was like cold. Everything was like a cold dip. Yeah. With meat in it. Just smash this with <laughs> smash that. <and laughs> right. You had mushrooms and some meat and some intestines and some blood. <laughs> I mean, think about... You got yourself a dip, baby. This whole yeah. world is blowing up, but going back to that, there was a time when... It's a it's an audio medium, but when somebody delivered something to a king, and he said, "This is from the, um, the the or uh, what do you call it with the trail or whatever." He's, I'm bringing back something. Put this on right, your yeah. big turkey Marco leg. Marco Polo, and his face from... just went because it was salt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a time. Right. <laughs> Well, you, and you know when the first people that got all the, the salt worked right, they just ate that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they weren't putting it on anything. They were just like, no, this is what you're supposed to do with it. And then you're just eating This tastes salt. better than ever. Right. The way we eat candy now. Right. Like, there was a time where there was no, like, salt was the sweetest treat in the world. Like, what? So that takes you back. And pepper was worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Right. Coffee was not drank as coffee. Coffee became coffee because it was the sugar craze of the Middle East. Like sugar became this commodity and everybody was consuming sugar and trying to figure out how to consume it. And they went, wait a minute. If we liquefy some of this coffee and press it, we'll just dump a little bit over this cup full of sugar and it'll all liquefy the sugar and we'll drink it like that. Like nobody would drink just straight coffee. It was a way to consume sugar. There's a there's that the guy that wrote the uh was the the Quetzalcoatl book and then he wrote something about magic mushrooms. Um oh. god damn what's his name? I don't know. Is that Alternative medicine uh history guy that's got a lot of traction in the past ten years. But anyway, his new book is about coffee. And he's I started an interview with him and he said we are in the golden age of coffee and he said in twenty years it's going to be completely different. He's like, we are in the best time in the history of the world for coffee, and it's going to be depleted in like 20 years. Oh, shit. It's never going to taste as good, he said, now as it is in the future. Well, everything's cyclical. We're going back to eating beans next to Jack Kerouac. Yeah, yep. we're just going to be eating it. Eating it. Be like, coffee um, was better 20 years ago. You're like, yeah, during the pandemic. Eat your beans. <laughs> yeah, eat your coffee beans. Put them in your butt like everybody else. We all have butt mouths now. Yeah. Oh, go. Because we're wearing masks. You can't eat anything. It all goes in the butt. Everyone's going into the bathroom stall to start their work day. You know what they're doing? Like, can I get my thank you? Oh, I'm not the same without it. And then they go into the stall and they're like, one at a time. <laughs> 
We all have our butt mouths. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there isn't a better place to stop. Than and they're like, I it'll be coming back. Right. <laughs> yeah, it'll be coming back out in half an hour. Trust me. <laughs> Dropping out under your mask. <laughs> just a yeah just a covid mask full of coffee beans and you're just eating through it like a like a, a fucking like a horse we're living through a golden age or the midwest anyways living through a golden age of chips too right right now chips so are get good your honey mustard get oh yeah get your shapes, pickle, sizes and flavors flavor that- while you can that sounds like a fat white Chad or Karen in a Kmart. Like, how? What am I supposed to like? They get. I gotta wear a mask. What am I supposed to eat my chips with my butt? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The like they can't use their the mouth. Stick on your face. Yeah. Right. 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 I'm not free. I'm like, oh Jesus. Like oh, you're yeah. inventing. You're refusing my freedom. Like you know what? You know what your bank's doing to your your <laughs> uh, your your. your life every day and you're like i'm f- not free I'm like yeah your bank can do a lot of things without even touching you and you're like complaining about wearing this fucking mask you jackass i had this amazing experience with my bank where i just kept getting emails and emails are like we're here for you in covid 19 whatever you need. oh the advertising and i was, and I was crazy. just like you know what i'm gonna send an email i don't even need this i genuinely don't even need this but i was like you know what they're reaching out i'm gonna send them an email and say hey do you um would you mind just increasing my credit limit? <laughs> it's just like, hey, we're here for you, man. We're here for you. One email. Uh, I would like to uh, increase my credit limit. Um, can you help me with that? No. You know what their genius is at is that like I went in there right when the stuff started before like I – came out on top from like getting extra money and everything else from working and uh, being the central employee but there was a really dark period for like a couple weeks where I was like I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna raise some hell like I'm gonna I'm so fucking pissed and you go in there and you forget that the banks are geniuses at making like this multicultural um, very accepting very tolerant they hire the sweetest nicest people up front and you can't get like they're geniuses at it and you go in there and you're like the fuck i know that's not this person's fault but i know they're supporting some i can't i can't get angry at this person like this this is an amazingly sweet smart person and like they're just working here and i'm like oh you you win again it's like you can't do anything i love how when this first happened yeah my dad called me like jimmy stewart he's like there's a run at the bank Right, yeah, right. And I was like, oh, so yeah, right I, at I the have bank. to go take my $500 out of the ATM. And even then, yeah. I went and they were like, you can only take 400 out. I was like, well, I'm <laughs> fucked. If this is truly the end of times, I'm not going to be able to buy my way out of it. I that. won't need that extra 100 bucks then. <laughs> right. How many bags of chips is $400? <laughs> Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Peaceable Kingdom will be shown this Friday at 8 and will return next Wednesday at its regular time. I'll remember that. Now stay tuned for Blondie and Dagwood followed by Hagar the Horrible Neck.
Casey, I got my mask in the mail. My Casey designed yeah. mask. Oh, you got one? You First did one? of all, beautiful, beautiful I design. Jerk practice one. Secondly, that was that is the most comfortable mask I own. Like you got the the the, the over the ear the the, the over the ear. It's like yeah. silk. It's like silk stockings. It was amazing. And then somebody <laughs> already called way. me out. <laughs> did they did they see it? They did. They were like, "What are those polka dots?" And I was like, "You're getting way too close. You're so way too it. close to me, dude." But if yeah. you look, because so, Casey designed masks, and it's a tiny little boner. And then it says 420X through it. Oh, I think I saw. I've seen that design, obviously, because yeah. I remember the, the classic T-shirt. Oh, yeah. That's what it's a take on. And every time I've told somebody about that T-shirt, they've fucking laughed their ass off. And they're That's... like, what the fuck? Is that so stupid? I'm like, it is yeah, the, we know. The greatest. The, the, <laughs> that's why it still exists. I was like, it's a veiny dick, and it's got a. That's 420 on it. That's it. That's all you need. It's the Sphinx. Don't mess with. Uh... Except for, I think next time we need a stamp to go next to it, which is uh, fart dip. This is set of oh my god, cheese. Casey, <laughs> you could sell dip cup. <laughs> There's a comedian that loves comics and that runs the. Uh, he's one of the co-managers of the Garden, the sex shop. Uh-huh. That's really involved in uh, Black Lives Matter and everything else downtown. And they they, you could sell this the the, the dick with a 420. You could sell those 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 might move down there. Right, you can get those masks Let's going. Maybe a little market opening up. It's brilliant. Trademark that shit first. Exploit. No, I don't want to see that on the. I don't see that on the next uh, whitest kids DVD cover. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh no! I, I'm the one who farts on their dip, not the other right. way around. Good. Nice. Thanks for. City over there. It was a, it was a fun late night pod. Thanks, guys. It's good. Uh-huh. Nice and creamy. Alexander, open the door. Hurry up, Dad, but you'll be late. Yeah. <laughs>